Alright troops, gonna give a quick heads up that what you're about to pipe in your lugs is the glacier ramblings of twa numpties needs us. So I didn't complain, I've tell you. Enjoy the brobrich nicht and nicht and didn't be a fear we're bearing, alright? Welcome to Brother Date Star War Edition again. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. It's time for episode two, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, special shout out this week to our Spanish viewer, Spanish listener, who downloaded 20 episodes. <laughs> Maybe 22. I assume it's just your run-of-the-mill incest fan. Could be, could be that. Saw downloaded a bunch. New. Got real excited. Downloaded a bunch of episodes <laughs> before he listened to any of them. Saw something new pop up in uh, Spotify or something and went, oh, hey, <laughs> this could be uh, good. Could just be Ben using a VPN. Who knows? <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Uh, yeah, it is, uh, it is time to review Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Mm. I, before we jump in, do you, did you have any particular history with this movie? I had seen it uh, right. multiple times and hated it multiple times. How about you? Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. I didn't, I didn't like the Phantom Menace. I thought that was pretty dumb. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't have huge expectations for Attack of the Clones. This is the one where the rumor was that the. That NSYNC was going to be in it? Is that right? <laughs> I mean, look, having just watched the film again, I, uh, that would not be out of place. I'd go, huh, and then NSYNC was in it. Okay. And I, I definitely remember the internet feedback about the name Attack of the Clones. For some reason, of all of the names of Star Wars movies, they They're found all this very one particularly dumb. bad. Yeah. I mean, it's not a good name for a movie. It's so pulpy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot about this movie. Oh, God. You know what? <laughs> it's just time to jump in. <laughs> Do you know how we used to laugh about how the red letter medias were as longer than the movies? Yeah. We're definitely about to do that. This one has a real chance at it, for sure. Even though this movie felt interminable. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, not now, honey, please. I'm, I'm right in the middle of a uh, giant space war. I... I enjoy talking to you. Uh, yes, you do, but like I said, this uh, space war, what can I do? Alien. <sighs> Thousands of systems have declared independence from the Republic and formed an army led by Count Dooku. We ain't heard of him yet. He's new. Just <laughs> throw him right into the crawl. Okay, great. There's already something that's annoying me. In response, the Senate is voting on creating an army of the Republic, and Senator Amidala, she was a queen when we last saw her, but she's a senator now, uh -huh. is returning to Coruscant for that vote. Uh, as soon as her huge flying wing touches down, an explosion rocks the landing pad, killing, you guessed it, 
another one of Padme's decoys, Corday. Well, look, um, that's twice we've seen that that strategy is important. The decoy system fundamentally works. Yeah. Last last movie, it was the dumb, dumb Trade Federation guys were like, that's her over there. And then they fucking chased the wrong one, even though they had her. The pencil was sticking out of their fucking hand, dude. Yep, basically. Uh, Chancellor Palpatine now has a meeting with a dozen or so Jedi who warn him that there aren't enough Jedi to protect the Republic if open war breaks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, Padme and uh, her entourage roll in, and she tells Yoda and Mace Windu that she thinks Count Dooku was behind the attack, which they find unlikely because he, A, is a political idealist, <laughs> but really, B, used to be a Jedi. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he could never have planted a bomb. I guess they must have parted on good terms, huh? Because these guys are like, it's not in his nature to do that. It really sounds like like it. Why do you leave the Jedi then? It really sounds like it, especially when you consider that he's clearly leading the opposition. And that has not apparently led to any bad blood in any way. They just love this fucking dude. Okay, he did. he He is at the head of a big army. The big letters in space did say that, but... Having you assassinated is not in his nature. <laughs> He's a political idealist. Oh, the, uh, let's, uh, what should, we, should I get into my take already? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just we've already hit on one of the 50 pieces of evidence for my take. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get there for sure. Yeah. Uh, I hope your take is better than mine then. Mm, well, I mean, it didn't earn um, a lot of points, but... Oh, okay. Uh, Palpatine suggests that uh, Pad may be placed under Jedi protection, and specifically, he suggests Master Kenobi. Mm. Um, at this point, we see Obi Wan and Anakin uh, in an elevator, and they're <laughs> laughing it up about gun darks and who saved whose life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Even though the uh, little he's not one nine is, anymore, the this, little the, one really is... the only indication of how much time has passed is that he looks like a, a teenager now. Yeah, and Obi Wan's got a beard now, or whatever. Um, the little one apparently is so nervous that, uh, Obi-Wan can't stop throwing it in his fucking face. Yeah. So nervous to see this lady. I guess despite the fact that, uh, Padme is, lives next door to the Jedi temple, he hasn't seen her in just fucking years. Yeah. Um, anyway, they, uh, they meet Padme, Jar Jar's hanging around. Uh, Anakin fires off a pretty clumsy pickup line and she tells him, you'll always be a tiny little baby to me. (laughs) But like, we saw her hit on him when he was actually eight. So, (laughs) oh, well. Well, look, as with all things in this film, um, she will eventually succumb. Uh, She sure says one thing and does another a lot, huh? Yeah. Um... Obi-Wan and Anakin get into an argument about whether their mission is to investigate the assassination attempt or just to keep uh, Padme safe. She goes to bed. Anakin complains out loud to his boss and dad that (laughs) Padme barely even said hi to him. He's just a sullen weirdo. His hormones are on fucking 
lock right now. He is yeah. on uh, fucking everything he does is hormone controlled. He doesn't he doesn't care who knows it. He goes right up to the bridge and tells McCart she's gone. <laughs> That's right. He can't get uh, her back. And then he spent forty five or fifty minutes trying to get that that horny image back. <laughs> and he will never love again. Um we see uh we see a shady figure named Zam Wessel take custody of some centipedes from a bounty hunter. Uh, Anakin, it turns out, is planning to use Padme as bait, by which, I, by which he means that he just she just went to bed in her normal bedroom, uh huh, which does have like a huge window for access, but it seems like it's eight hundred thousand floors high too. It appears to be ninety. So they probably don't worry window. too much about that window. It's ninety percent uh, window, and everything in the city hovers at seemingly whatever altitude it wants, and. I guess the other thing that makes it that she's bait is that she turned off the surveillance cameras because she didn't like him watching her. <laughs> something that no, she'll tell a, him. No shit. Yeah, something she'll tell him later in the film. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, but apparently the plan is to use her as bait, and um, Obi Wan thinks that's risky. Anakin tries to divert him. He goes off on a big tangent about how he hasn't been sleeping well because he has a lot of bad dreams about his slave mom. While they're having this conversation, a droid flies up to uh, her huge window and lasers open a big hole and lets these nasty bugs in. Yeah. Uh, R2 is useless. He doesn't detect the <laughs> bugs at all. He's, uh, I mean, he's got the lasers that he's scanning with set lower than uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones could get under. <laughs> but, like, not centipede low. I'm glad that you brought up that great song from Workaholics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones beneath, beneath lasers, right? She has entrapped me and Sean Connery. <laughs> um, Anakin and Obi Wan both sense the bugs, I guess, because Anakin uh, fucking <clears throat> whooshes through a door and does a bunch of uh, cool lightsaber. He does a big lightsaber kill on these two bugs. Yeah. Uh, Obi Wan, on the other hand. Just jumps through the fucking window and grabs onto the droid, which was just waiting at the window after it delivered the centipedes. Like, I don't know, watching or something. <laughs> it's, um, I'll get into a lot in execution, but nothing about this bounty hunter plan makes a fucking lick of sense. It's as complicated as uh, Qui-Gon's plan to free Anakin and <laughs> enter the fucking pod race, except no one says any of it out loud, so it... It doesn't call attention to itself in quite the same way. Seriously, when in the first movie, when he brings up the second bet with Watto, I was like, yeah. right, seriously, what the fuck's <laughs> going on? Hold on now. I don't really understand what's happening. You're asking me to do an awful lot of work. I mean, okay, luckily we're going to have 18 minutes of pod racing to think about it, but still. <laughs> second bet, sub bet. Anyway, this leaves Obi-Wan hanging from this fucking droid, which is just careening through the sky uh, over Coruscant. Anakin hotwires a speeder and starts chasing after him. Uh, Zam Wessel's been watching this, and she snipes the droid with one of those long Star Wars rifles that Star Wars loves. Mm -hmm. uh, so Obi-Wan's just falling through the sky, but he lands right in Anakin's cool convertible. So they uh, And they could both tell where she shot from, I guess, because they start chasing after her. Uh, well, in this entire chase scene, Anakin and Obi-Wan both show some insane Guinan level powers about just understanding things that are happening in the universe. I yeah, guess that's sure. the force. Uh, they follow her through the flame belching smokestack district and through the electricity mines. Then they take a shortcut 
around a tunnel, which is such a wild idea if you think about it for a second that it's extremely <laughs> distressing. Like, what's the point of the tunnel then? Yeah, you get into the tunnel and it's all snaky and you're like, ah, oh, this fucking tunnel again. If you just like hang a left and go around the tunnel and it's faster, why do people take the tunnel? <laughs> That's right. Um, Anakin jumps out of the car, lands on her roof. She gets so mad about it, she becomes a lizard for a second. Uh, Anakin drops his lightsaber, but he's already cut a hole in the roof, so he grabs her gun and uses it to blast the speeder out of the sky. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I thought this was just Steph. Is it? She's not Steph? It's, it's very similar to Steph. Uh, the CGI is $100 better. <laughs> but it's also... Uh, 100% unnecessary to the plot, which is not a criticism you could level at that Voyager episode, which only makes sense if they could sh- if that person's a shape changer. Yes. Yeah, well, in many ways, this is worse than a run-of-the-mill Voyager episode. <laughs> well, we'll see how the scoring <laughs> plays out. Um, uh, Anakin falls off the car right before it crashes, so Zam, who has survived the crash, gets like a minute to... Uh, to run into the local entertainment district and uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin follow her into their, into this bar. Uh, Obi-Wan posts up at the bar, changes a confused young man's life um, while Anakin looks for this changeling. And I guess this is what Obi-Wan's plan was because like, he watches Anakin move around maybe and catches the, catches her sneaking up on him and uh, just cuts her whole fucking hand off. Just standard Jedi shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, standard Obi-Wan shit for sure. I mean, it's what we saw in uh, the canteen, the, the cantina in Mos Eisley. Yeah. Okay. I can't remember the names of these Star Wars things. They uh, they drag her outside and play good cop, teenage cop. And that works because she's about to reveal the name of the bounty hunter who hired her when she catches a toxic dart and a man fucking rocketeers off of a building nearby. Yeah. Um... They go and report this to the Jedi Council, and the Jedi Council splits up the party. Obi-Wan's going to go after this bounty hunter and find out who he's working for, and uh, Anakin is going to take Padme back to Naboo and guard her there. Yeah, they're going to go up. I don't know why they don't just have, like, a safer room on Coruscant. Like, just maybe, hey, just, uh, what if we do, hey, I watched Clues last week. What if we do the same thing again, but this time no window? That's right. Yeah, and then they're all going to meet in Narsh, is the plan. That is the big plan. Um, Anakin goes to talk to Palpatine for reasons that I don't think are explained. He's just hanging out with him these days. And he tells him that he might end up being the greatest Jedi of all, even cooler than fucking Yoda. And uh, that doesn't raise any red flags. Anakin believes that's all true anyway. (laughs) Yep. Obi-Wan goes and has a one-on-one with Yoda. I mean, Mace Windu's there, but Yoda, Yoda's there too. And uh, he tells him, Anakin is too arrogant for the, to go off on this mission on his own. Yoda says to him, like you, dipshit. And that's the end of that argument. <laughs> that's right. Well, it's irrefutable. Yeah. Uh, Padme appoints Jar Jar to represent Naboo in her absence. Hmm. She complains to Anakin that she wants to stay on Coruscant to oppose the Military Creation Act. And in return, Anakin whines about how he's better than stupid Obi-Wan and it's not fair that he can't take the trials. Uh-huh. You're not really Padme's- describing the full depth of emotion. This guy, <laughs> this kid is a full-on Captain Archer, like, the whole time. It's not fair! 
it's uh yeah it's distressing yeah he's just he he spends the entire movie constantly complaining yeah and like voice shaking eyes welling up like just on the verge of having a breakdown uh padme leaves another decoy behind yep and the these two head off with r2 in like a refugee ship uh you know from the capital city of the empire to naboo uh, and she's in her hella ornate gear yeah 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 yeah. uh obi-wan goes to a 50s diner <laughs> to talk to his old monster pal dex who may have four sweaty armpits but he knows a camino saber dart when he sees one sure he tells obi-wan that camino is 12 parsecs outside the rishi maze but that doesn't help because obi-wan can't find it on a map yeah uh, the librarian in the archive tells him that her archive is perfect. It's it's beautiful and perfect. And if it's if it's not in the archive, it doesn't exist. Sure, that must get to him. Well, look, I mean, to be real, he just heard it from Dex. Like, I, I mean, it's not like he saw it himself, and the lady was telling him it's not real. But he trusts this guy for reasons. Yeah. Yeah, they have some backstory in between, probably in between the time when he was Qui-Gon's Padawan. I would I would think so. I don't know how he was developing all these <laughs> diner contacts when he was a kid. I don't know. I didn't read none of them novels, so don't <laughs> don't at me about it. Yeah. Um, Anakin and Padme talk about how the Jedi aren't allowed to love. He's got a technicality ready. Yeah, he does. There's, you're supposed to love everybody. Yeah. And you're just not supposed to be attached in any way since he's a rambling man. That's not going to be. Anyway, Obi-Wan goes to kindergarten. Yes. Where Yoda is running Millennium Falcon drills with five-year-olds. Uh-huh. To talk about the mystery of Kamino. And one of these dorks says, I guess they erased it from the archives. Mm. So Obi-Wan heads off to the spot where it must be with a warning that only a Jedi could have erased the records. This is an angle that is not followed up on in any way. No, there are a lot of pieces that I think maybe somebody intended to have tied together at the end. With all this business about who we're going to hear about soon, the sifo guy and like yeah. all this business that happens, but no one does it. No one ties any of it back together. No, so you're just, just like, not even a little bit. So what is all what? So I guess this matters, but I don't know why. Uh, the kids have reached Naboo. Padme goes to explain the situation to the new queen, and old Co Bibble is still running things for some reason. Yeah, I guess uh, maybe Naboo really has an actual deep state. <laughs> Could be. Well, look, we gave him a a lot of crap in movie one, but he was right that they got invaded. It was a prelude to invasion, and they did invade immediately. So, so he looks good. He, I guess he understands the political realities of Naboo better than we do. Um, she tells uh, she tells everyone Anakin's not even a real Jedi right in front of their faces before they head off to the lake country for some tubing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Obi Wan and R four. I only say it because he meant he says it here. I, I guess so they could sell toys. Yep. Uh, reach Camino, which is like a stormy ocean world, and he's greeted by a long-necked alien who takes him to immediately to see the Prime Minister and tells him that they've been waiting for him for years. I guess any Jedi who showed up would have gotten this treatment. It definitely seems like it. But he did not it was... show any ID or anything. He just kind of walked up. Yeah, and he gave many, many clues that he did not know what was happening on this planet, but that's fine. These guys, I guess, are dumb. Yes. Um... 
They tell him that 200,000 units are ready and that he can tell Sifo-Dyas that the order will be ready on time. That guy is apparently very dead. Dead for a while. But I guess the story is that he ordered a clone army for the Republic and they take Obi-Wan to see it. Whose credit card did he use? This is bullshit. No kidding. (laughs) Uh, Padme tells Anakin all about her super privileged childhood, (laughs) lakes and sandy beaches, and Anakin tells her that he doesn't like sand. (sighs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they briefly kiss. I don't understand her motivation in this at all. It must just be horniness. It's the only explanation that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. It's and but she does that thing that we were talking about earlier, where she kisses him and then pulls back and goes. Well, nah. then she yes, then she withdraws. It says Shouldn't have we done can't. That. I should. I'm a senator. Yeah. We can't do it. I, I I'm a senator, Anakin. Uh, <laughs> the prime minister, Lamas. No, Lamasu. Wait, is Lamasu the fucking prime minister? Yeah, yes. Ton Wee is the one who met him. Lamasu tells Obi Wan, uh, shows Obi Wan this uh, clone army. Tells him they're age accelerated and totally obedient. Mm. And, uh, again, without any suspicion, agrees to introduce him to the bounty hunter that they're based off of. Yeah, it's kind of, in this part, I was really confused. Was Obi-Wan like, cool, 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 massive clone army, I get it, but I'm after this bounty hunter. Yeah, he does not get distracted from this mission. It is wild that he's able to keep his focus, because I would have been like, yo, wait a minute, what? Yeah, oh, hold on, this is the biggest, wildest political development (laughs) in centuries. Oh, this is going to shake the entire galactic fucking senate. Um, Somebody gave some bugs to a lady, though. I'll get back to that bounty hunter. That was, you know, in two or three weeks when this has all died down. The thing I'm about to talk about has died yeah. down. But now he's just like, ah, cool, 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 cool. Where's that bounty hunter, though? Yeah, yep, yep. And uh, Django Fett has a real bad contract because they give him up right away. And uh, meanwhile, Anakin and Padme are having a picnic where she tells him about her first boyfriend and he tells her about fascism. <laughs> how, uh, how great it is. Before they roll around in the grass and he rides a space cow. Yeah. Obi-Wan meets little baby Boba Fett and his daddy Jango Fett. His clone daddy. Yeah, clone daddy. It doesn't really matter. Uh, Fett tells Obi-Wan he was recruited by a man called uh, Tyrannus, not uh, Master Sifo-Dyas. Uh-huh. And then uh, Obi-Wan moves on, but... Uh, I guess he saw Django's armor or something, or Django was worried he would see his armor. Anyway, something something gives uh, Django the feeling that they got to get the fuck out of there. He tells Boba to pack up. Um, after dinner, Anakin has a big confession for Padme, who has put on a wild outfit to receive I mean, it. Just a real fucking S and M special. Yeah, it was weird. Like. Uh, she wore that outfit for him for dinner, and I pointed at my wedding ring at the screen and said, I, I'm a married man. <laughs> I know. Let's I, calm down, lady. I Jeez. Think, <laughs> this is getting out of hand. I'm not even the guy you kiss. You think I'm easy like that? I ain't going to fall for that. Uh, she puts on a wild outfit for it. <sighs> and they sit by uh, the fireplace. They, their relationship <laughs> is doomed, though, because she's a senator and he's a Jedi. Uh, and he proposes that maybe they just do it all secretly, but it, it seems like they agree to call it off yeah, for yeah, now. Yeah, sure. Uh, Obi-Wan either did see the armor or just also became suspicious because it turns out that the place he went was right back to his ship to uh, call this all in. Yeah. 
one of the things he is certain of and which he, I guess, thinks the Jedi Council should care about is that Jango Fett is the assassin. <laughs> yeah. Because, and sure enough, <laughs> they tell him, bring him in. Yeah, we'd like to talk to him about this stuff. Um, hey, what about the massive clone army? I don't know. We'll figure that out later. It's not yeah. crucial. Um, we see a little scene where Mace Windu and Yoda talk about how they're big dumb idiots for having missed this all, and um, maybe it's time they tell the Senate that they suck now. <laughs> it's time to tell them. By the way, this is, I've seen this movie a few times. I did not remember the part where Yoda says, uh, yeah, we've lost our powers. We can't, like, see things anymore. And I yeah. guess maybe it's time to tell people about it. I don't know. Or or what's his name? Mace Windu that? wants to tell people. And Yoda's like, no, 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 We can't no, tell no. him that. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. There's actually a part of the movie where they say, we're not like, we don't have powers. Yoda, I think, has been wilding because he is morally certain that if people find out that the Jedi don't have their normal powers, uh, it's going to be on. Yeah. People well, are going to come at them. There is a huge separatist movement happening uh, currently, so yeah. it does seem like a bad time, but it is wild. Yeah, well, they're not trying to separate from the Jedi, though, but it seems like he is worried specifically about enemies attacking the Jedi if they find out. Yeah, the part I just didn't remember was that they literally had a loss of powers. I've just been mocking them the whole time, assuming that they were written to be extremely dumb. But what ha what has happened is they wrote into the movie that, no, nah, they just like... The powers don't work so good no uh, he, more. I mean, he briefly said <laughs> what must have been eight to ten years ago in the last movie. Yeah. That darkness was confusing his ability to see the future. <laughs> it's just... And that's why I couldn't figure out this fucking prophecy. Well, ten years later, they've made no progress on that. <laughs> no. Except it's much worse, maybe. And Yoda... Another thing that Yoda says here, that he is certain that the Dark Lord of the Sith does know that they've lost their powers. And I don't know where how he learned that. Has yeah. well, you know what it probably is, is that Darth Sidious probably sent a communique to the whole galaxy, announcing it. I just thought he was gonna say to Mace, "Fucked we are, uh, out of town we must go, <laughs> blow over this all will." Zello, I have been browsing <laughs> a small hut on Dagobah. I have purchased. <laughs> If caught, nobody's fault will say this is. <laughs> uh, anyway, that little scene is nothing, but I, like you, I was like, wild. Mm -hmm. um, Anakin has a nightmare about his mom. Uh -huh. And it's so bad that Padme can hear him in another room. So the next morning, they have a big talk on his balcony, and he has, he has determined that he's got to go to Tatooine and help his mom. Yeah. And Padme says, all right, I'll go with you. And instead of saying, no, it's, why don't you stay here and not go to Tatooine with me? Yeah. He says, I'm sorry I dragged you into this. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We'll, I'll get, we'll be in and out. <laughs> you just come with me and we'll be in and out of there. <sighs> uh, Obi-Wan reaches uh, Jango Fett's landing pad. By the way, uh, I don't know if that means that it took him all night to get back there or what the fuck all Tatooine night to get or all Naboo night to get back there or what the deal is but that that is the order that the scenes come in so it's who the true. fuck knows we do get a time jump in the Naboo scenes that we yeah. don't necessarily see or understand in the other it, do it doesn't make a lot of sense on Camino unless he was like all right uh first of all I did see that they've got a Chick-fil-a here so I am gonna get dinner <laughs> then I think uh 
uh, Tan Wee showed me a, what looked like a pretty cool white bedroom, and I could use a nap. <laughs> I'd and love then to, I'll, but then I'll arrest him. I'd love to sleep inside of what, a, what I assume Apple headquarters must look like in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, meanwhile, Boba Fett's been packing his shit to go for fifteen hours now. Wouldn't it be nice if he spent that time taking a tour of the fucking clone facilities again, and maybe trying to fucking wrap his head around what's happening yeah. with that? That'd be cool. Maybe like, uh, do you have the contract? Yeah. I, by the way, can I uh, inspect the contract? There's uh, just one or two points I wanted to clear up, and I forgot to bring it with me. I definitely knew about this before I landed here. Under his breath, uh, Yoda. Yoda told me that we are almost out of money at the Jedi Order, and I really, I've got to see where this money is supposed to be coming from because <laughs> I know we cannot pay for it. Like I like, I'm not kidding. Uh, this month, we went to single ply toilet paper at the Jedi Temple. <laughs> Master Yoda, how can we be out of money? Uh, the, the dark side. The, the dark side's fault. This clouds is. everything. The dark side because does. of the dark side, many mistakes were made with the the money. Uh, Jocasta knew is not is not just a librarian. She's also the accountant, <laughs> okay. and things have things have gone wrong. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Obi-Wan reaches Jango Fett's landing pad at the exact moment this dude's getting ready to take off, and they have a big fight in the rain. Uh, Obi-Wan loses his lightsaber, gets his hands tied up in a grappling hook, uses a bunch of jump kicks against this bounty hunter. Yep. Uh, the two of them are connected by the grappling hook line, and they dangle from the landing pad. Eventually, Obi-Wan falls. Uh, Jango heads back to Slave One. But Obi-Wan only fell like one level, and he makes his way back to the pad just in time to uh, whip a homing device right onto the hull as it takes off. Yeah, it looked real fire and forget. He just fucking tossed that thing up there and was good to go. Yep. Um, Anakin and Padme land on Tatooine in a different little chrome cruiser. And they get on the auto rickshaw, and they go and visit Watto. Yeah. He's got a nasty old neck beard now and a pie plate for a hat. And, and a lot of flies tells, buzzing around him. <laughs> flies everywhere. <laughs> uh, he tells Anakin that he sold Shmi to a moisture farmer named Lars, and that this dude eventually freed her and married her. And um, no one has anything to say at all about the power structure of falling in love with and marrying a slave. No, no, no. It's not controversial in any way. Yet again, even though it's his mom, he's not really here for that reason. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Obi-Wan has chased Boba Fett to some red planet. The Fets move into, I guess, a like a ring around the planet. It's like a dense asteroid field. Mm -hmm. These guys start dropping Praxis mines when they figure out that uh, Obi-Wan's behind them. Uh, then... Jango Fett pulls a loop-de-loop, -loop, comes up on Obi-Wan 6, shoots his fighter up real good. Uh, Obi-Wan uses some garbage in his in the, his garbage ship to detonate these missiles that get fired at him. Mm -hmm. Hides on the backside of an asteroid in a way that is uh, reminiscent of Empire, I think. Yeah, and when that missile blows up that was supposed to, was supposed to get him, like everyone in the movie, Jango Fett goes, eh, we got him. That's done. Good to go. Uh, and then uh, Obi-Wan lands his ship on this red planet, all full of the cores of Trade Federation battleships down there. Yeah, and he starts to walk into the caves to, I guess, just by himself. 
see what's up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Anakin and Padme reach the moisture farm thing where Watto said they'd find Shmi. Her, her name's Shmi, right? That's correct. Like Mr. Shmi. Isn't it just Mr. Smee? Oh, is it Smee? Is it Shmee? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, for some reason. I don't know. It's very confusing. Palpatine's first name is Sheev, so <laughs> make of that what you will. Uh, for some reason, Padme feels the need to go along for the ride even this deep. And um, yeah. they run into C-3PO. He's all ugly and gray. They run into Shmee's stepson, Owen, and yep. his girlfriend, Baru, and finally Lars, Shmee's man. Uh, can we talk about this? Can we stop here for a second? Hmm. Uh, I have, uh, listening to Star Wars Minute, when they covered this episode, uh, both of the hosts and several guests commented on how weird it was when he introduces her as his girlfriend. Yeah. Did you find that off-putting at all? No, I mean, no. Yeah, me either, but <laughs> a lot of people apparently found that that was, felt like t- too modern or didn't belong in Star Wars to say girlfriend. They don't have girlfriends like and they have diners. Exactly. Well, I'm worried that he said girlfriend. They have death yeah. sticks. They do have you, death sticks. What, what are we complaining? This is the one millionth most objectionable thing in this film. <laughs> no, that, that, that yeah. did not occur so, to me. Some people really triggered on his girlfriend, and uh, to me, that's like a that seems like a pretty normal way to describe the situation. Yeah, I mean, look, I guess they felt like they needed to introduce those two when they were young, and they went, well, they're young, they're probably not married yet, but they can both be in the movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was fine with that. Um. Anyway, Lars tells Anakin that his mother was kidnapped by Tusken Raiders. Uh, and I guess 26 fucking people died trying to retrieve her. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. It was bad. That's a bad fucking scene. Like, and these moisture farms have to be pretty big, right? So, to lose 26 <laughs> farmhands from the local area... It's not good. That There must be... A pretty big part of the Jundland Wastes adjacent farm community that is barren yeah, now. Yeah, it will never recover. There should be a scene where uh, Owen, we see Owen Lars buying up a bunch of these farms that are, are no longer profitable <laughs> because all of the farmhands are dead or some of the owners at like really depressed prices. And Lars just saying to Owen under his breath, silver linings. Yep. Um, I meant Kleeg. Kleeg? Kleeg Lars, I meant, not Owen Lars. That's he's a kid. He probably can't be buying him up. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that was a month ago that she got taken. So, like, uh, Lars is like, hey, man, she's dead. Don't worry about it. Uh, Anakin tells Padme to stay at the farm while he goes on a vengeance journey. Uh, meanwhile, Obi-Wan walks around some caves on this planet's Geonosis. Um, I don't know if they said that yet. And he pulls a B5. I think he says it when he calls in. Okay. He pulls a Babylon 5. He hides behind a wall while Dooku talks to the leaders <laughs> of the Trade Federation and some other co-conspirators about their super cool droid army. Uh, and rallying more systems to break away. Uh, Council of Doom stuff. Uh, back to Anakin who busts into the Tuscan camp in the middle of the night and finds his mom all tied up in a tent. She has been going through it. <laughs> um, but, you know, <laughs> I hate to keep bringing up the Star Trek project, but like uh, like that guy <laughs> that the scientist brought back when he brought back She's his son. She's entirely coherent right until she dies. <laughs> yes. She uh, dies in his arms uh, and he goes wild. 
he steps out of the tent and goes ham on the whole fucking village. Back at the old folks' home. Sorry, that's the code word that uh, (laughs) Obi-Wan uses earlier to call the Jedi Council, and I thought it was super fitting. (laughs) Yeah, it is the old folks' home. Uh, back at the old folks home Yoda can it fucking is, he, he does recall it to old folks home right before Mace Windu and Yoda have that conversation about how they suck now <laughs> it's so good I went oh man so he knows everyone knows what's going on in that fucking place uh, anyway Yoda can sense um, Anakin's anger from across the fucking yeah. cosmos Anakin's shit is so fucked up at this moment that Yoda who can't sense anything right now <laughs> yeah. is like oh no <laughs> Oh, oh no. shit! It, bad shit is. Um, Mace comes in and mounts his seat like a Turk, and Yoda <laughs> tells him all about it. Um, Obi Wan back on Geonosis tries to call home, then tries to call Naboo to talk to Anakin, and when he finds him on Tatooine, he uh, we see that Obi Wan is getting tracked by a, a winged alien. Anakin gets back to the farm with his mom's body and tells his new girlfriend all about his cool massacre. (laughs) He even killed the children, baby. She's way too cool about it. You gotta get down with this rat-tailed boy. Fucking killed the children. (laughs) The Imperial Death March swells into the foreground, but Padme can't hear it. She comforts him, and then they, (laughs) they go out and have a makeshift memorial service. Yeah, where do you think they got that gravestone? <laughs> I mean, I guess they. You probably... think they went back into town? It, Lars probably had that thing hanging around for a few weeks after those twenty-six uh, guys didn't come back. He was, he was, uh, he did try to uh, convince Anakin not to even go bother going out there. He told him, he's like, look, look, man, uh, my body doesn't work so very good. I'm not going back out there, and like, no one came back. It's not a big deal. She was just a slave. Let's be real. He lost a leg, and I wasn't... I think it was in the thing where the 26 people didn't come back. He didn't clarify, um, but he's not in good shape. Anyway, Anakin and the Jedi Council finally see Obi-Wan's fucking voicemails he's been leaving for everybody. Um, They end with him getting attacked by some destroyers, so he's in trouble. Anakin is told to wait. And- yeah, unless he can run really fast. If he could do that. <laughs> if he had that power. If the Jedi had ever displayed a right. power like that. Then he could get away. Because those guys roll at a pretty reasonable clip. <laughs> like they go, what do you think? If- 12 miles an hour, maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty fast. They go pretty fast, I'd say. Yeah, if they had like something like a Jedi warp. Yeah, if there was some way he could run really fast, it mm. might. he might be able to escape those destroyers. Anakin is told to wait and protect Padme while the Jedi go to Geonosis, but uh, Padme, as always, decides that they're going to go rescue Obi-Wan themselves, because, I don't know, they're closer. So, that's an efficient way to do it. Uh, Then the Chancellor, uh, Palpy, and his blue buddy do a real obvious one-act play about nobody having the courage (laughs) to, to propose the creation of a Republican army. For Jar Jar's benefit. Who else is in the room during this scene? Yo. Because it is for Jar Jar's benefit. <laughs> but like... Isn't it that, just henchmen? Isn't it just the Chancellor, his might, henchmen, and Jar Jar? It might just be henchmen. No, is it... Is, what about Jimmy Smith? Is he there? Oh, I don't know. I, I definitely got the feeling it was in the Naboo 
quarters or whatever. Yeah, I feel like at least there should there's at least one other person in there who should realize what's happening. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, given it. the tone that these two fuckers are using, yes, a non Jar Jar should have gone. Hey guys, I um, I know what you I know what you're doing, and I don't like it. I don't it. like it. <laughs> uh, Dooku interrupts Obi Wan. Um, I saw it interrupts interrogates Obi Wan, who's trapped in a dang old force field at this point. Um, he tries to turn him. Kind of half-ass try, telling him that the Senate's under control of a Sith Lord, Darth Sidious. Dooku says he's trying to save the Republic from the Sith, but you know, Obi Wan's not interested. This is a fun movie where, even though it's two and a half fucking hours long, mm-hmm. uh, so they pile so much shit in that nobody has time to lie to anybody else. No, it, the like. Zam Wessel is going to give uh, Jango Fett up right away. Jango Fett says he was recruited by Tyrannus. That's true. Yeah, everyone just Tyrannus tells, the tells truth. him the whole Senate is controlled by Darth Sidious. Who's that's a Sith true. Lord, and they go, yeah. and, and they go, oh, that's bullcrap, but it's like 100% true. Just like nobody even has time to lie in this movie. In the next scene, Jar Jar says, Delo Felicates. <laughs> Let's give the Supreme Chancellor, the Supreme Chancellor, more powers. Yeah. I know his title makes it seem as though nobody could ever be this powerful, but we can give him more powers, I think. Palpatine doesn't wait for a vote. He just says, thanks for the new powers, Jar Jar. I'll make a cool army for fighting bad guys. You'll all really enjoy it. It's true they don't even, they don't do a roll call no. vote. They, or Jar Jar just declares it. He's like, I think the Supreme Chancellor should have some cool new powers. And then he just goes, I accept. Well, the monsters just all start chanting like Uba Duba or whatever. So it's pretty clear that everybody's into it. Uh, Mace Windu heads for Geonosis and Yoda heads to Kamino to check out this new army, finally, that they've uh, inherited. <laughs> Padme and Anakin arrive on Geonosis and head into the caves alone, just like Obi-Wan did earlier. R2 and C-3PO argue about whether to follow, and eventually R2 sets out with 3PO in tow. Despite how obvious they were in this amazing CGI, the Geonosians, (laughs) whatever they're called, ambush Anakin and Padme, and soon uh, those two are stuck on a big platformer, all dodging and jumping and it's a fucking auto-scroller, too, which always sucks. It really is. It's like a fucking Chippendale's Rescue, Ra- Chippendale's Rescue Rangers level <laughs> of, of a factory where no one is working in the factory. No, nope, it's all automated. And it's just a fucking horrible death trap. <laughs> uh, it's a big conveyor belt. You get it. Um, the whole gang almost gets killed in 50 different ways in an extremely tedious CGI funhouse scene. It's long. It's. I mean... I don't know if it's pod race long, but it's fucking long. I didn't look, but I felt like it was nine minutes long. It could have been. I can't believe... Imagine how expensive that was. And for oh, yeah. what? <sighs> They're eventually captured by... Let me check my notes here. Jango Fett and some droids. Uh, more wild romance dialogue from Padme and Anakin, which now I'm starting to think is just because George is trolling us. <laughs> Because seriously, the dialogue in the scene is so bad. (laughs) And it's delivered so bad. 
She's not afraid to die. She's 23. She's already been a queen and a senator. Yeah. As long as they're together. Anyway, then they're taken out into a big old coliseum. Uh-huh. Because I guess what matters to Dooku and his allies now is... Uh, Theater. Yeah, gladiatorial sport or public execution. I don't know what they're going for. That's what these bugs love. They fly in from everywhere. They're all... They are waiting. Like, I... It's apparently... There was enough time to get notice out to all these people. The guy they woke up in the morning. They're like, "Oh shit! There's a carnival today at the arena." <laughs> uh, Obi Wan's already chained up out there, by the way. Uh, so Padme and Anakin take their places next to him. Some big monsters come out to eat them. You know, three different CGI monsters that each get long introductions, like the pod race almost. Yeah. Well, uh, there's no announcer. So we're spared. Greg Proops didn't make a comeback. It wasn't Greg Proops with a pie plate on his head and a <laughs> neck beard. No, instead. Announcing the Gosgano's mighty racer, whatever. Yeah, or whatever, the pit crew. Yeah, uh, no, this one is just interspersed with scenes of uh, Dooku standing still in front of CGI and one of those Trade Federation guys complaining a lot, basically. Um,. Anyway, Padme just, like, picks her lock, I guess. <laughs> and they do a crazy escape full of CGI Jedi powers and shit. Just as they're about to win the battle and kill some monsters, the, the fucking destroyers come out to finish them off. But, oh no, Mace Windu arrives, and he brought all the fucking Jedi. And by that I mean he brought a lot of bad Jedi cosplayers. Yeah, he brought 40 or 50 members of the production crew in robes. Who are bad even at non-verbal acting. Yeah. Just doing karate kicks at nobody and shit. Uh, then there's a huge CGI brawl with Jedi on one side and then robots, bugs, and Jango Fett on the other. Mace kills Jango while little Boba looks on. Uh, the Jedi are hopelessly outnumbered, but then Yoda shows up. Because we needed a double rescue. The first rescue was the Mace Windu rescue. <laughs> the yep. second rescue is the Yoda rescue because he's got the new clone army. If Obi-Wan could have just kept Dooku talking for five more minutes, 50 Jedi wouldn't have died. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, he wasn't interested, though. Didn't He didn't have time for Dooku's shit. Um... Anyway, another huge battle. God, there were so many battles. Another huge battle between the two armies. Uh, the Geonosian leader says he um, he's going to go have his army hide in the catacombs. And Dooku says he's going to take the Death Star plans. They just call it the their, their cool special weapon. Their new plans for the ultimate weapon. Yeah, but we can see it on the screen. It's the Death Star. He's going to take those plans back to Coruscant, where they'll be safe with his master. Uh, he's followed by Anakin and Obi-Wan, but Anakin sucks at following directions, and he dicks up the whole fight when they catch him. Just decides to go at him. Obi-Wan's wounded, and Anakin fights Dooku alone until he gets his hand chopped off. Really, most of his arm. Yeah, it's above the elbow. He loses yeah. that hand for sure. Uh, before Dooku can finish him, Yoda stumbles into the room, and then he does a million crazy flips. And they attack each other with telekinesis and force lightning and shit. That's all very, very cool and awesome and important. Um, Dooku distracts Yoda with some heavy stuff to lift. And then he bails. And he flies. 
Shit, you not. He gets in his ship and he flies straight to Coruscant. Yep. But I guess nobody notices. Nobody follows him right to his meeting with Palpatine. <laughs> he just which would they then would have discovered that he is Darth Sidious. He just beelines it straight to the capital and no one goes along and he flies right over to the evil part of town. You know, the evil part. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so, it looks frankly, it looks like it's in the flaming smokestack district yeah. again. He lands in an evil castle, again, in the capital, and is met by the Emperor, just comes out to see him. Um, And it's supposed to be obvious by now, I think, but it's Palpy. And um, Yoda, Mace, and Obi-Wan do a wrap-up chat in the Sunset Room, and Yoda declares, Attack of the Clones this film shall be marketed as. (laughs) Meanwhile, a not-very-secret wedding between Padme and Anakin takes place on Naboo, she doesn't seem turned off by his weird robot hand or anything. And then, thank God, the movie fucking ends. So. Yo. What was this film trying to say? Okay. Uh, here's where I landed. You cannot wish away feelings. You can't wait for them to go away on their own. Uh, Obi-Wan tells Anakin his dreams will pass. They don't. Sure. Padme cannot love. She ends up married. You can't just make the things that you feel deep. You can't wish them away, basically. Uh. Even Yoda needs to keep his powerlessness a secret. And uh, guess what? War finds him anyway. It's like So it's like the Bill Withers song. You just can't smile it away. Yeah. Oh, we should have just done that. <laughs> Let's do that. You just played that clip. We wouldn't have had to take 45 minutes describing it. <laughs> it's true. We are almost 50 minutes in. We've just been talking about the stupid plot of this movie. I don't... It's not a big take. I don't hate it. I gave it as much as a five. Okay. Uh, yeah, I gave the same score, but mine was overconfidence will be your undoing. Yoda well. and- it sure seems that way. <laughs> yeah, Yoda and the others talk about it, uh, even though nobody's more overconfident than the Jedi Council. Um, the Queen on Naboo is like, eh, the Republic will figure this out. And that lady... Which she does say we must put our faith in the Republic. Yeah. That lady in the archive is like, yo, you don't see it in these archives. It's not real. And Padme and Anakin fucking go for it, despite both of them acknowledging it is a very stupid idea. And... Obi-Wan going to Kamino alone and then going into the caves on Geonosis alone. And Yoda refusing to tell the Senate, uh, there are powers. They are no work so good no more. <laughs> Jango is crazy overconfident and thinks he's killed Obi-Wan about 12 separate times. And Obi-Wan says he and Anakin can handle Dooku, no problem. And then Obi-Wan even declares victory at the end of this film. He basically yeah, rolls only- out the banner. My only problem with this being the take of the movie is who learns this lesson? Just me. In the movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one in the movie learns, but it's we a already morality know Morality tale for us. We already know that it's not going to work out because we've seen the first three, right? The, ori- yeah. the original trilogy. So all We know who's guys... running the show there and how there are no more Jedi and you're all that's left of their ancient religion. So we know <laughs> things are going to break pretty bad. Yeah. So like all this shit where everyone's like, we're the fucking best. Everything's going to work out great. And then we know how all this goes. Um. Yeah, so not... Uh, nothing spectacular in that take. It's pretty straight down the middle. Um, execution, though. Oof. Yeah. Well, uh, just to finish up my um, 
how they executed on my take. It's no fucking mystery that the Republic falls or that Anakin turns or that the Jedi Order eats it. Everyone is an arrogant moron in this movie. Nothing about any of the bounty hunters' plan to kill Padme makes any sense. (laughs) And it is a very long sequence. Okay, for one thing... Is her window bulletproof? I guess it has to be. But it's not... Let's just a regular laser proof because that thing cuts a little circle of there like tink, yeah. just like nothing. Wait, let's start at the beginning. Okay. Okay. That explosion, uh, the bomb that's planted, that comes from inside the ship. Uh-huh. I rewound it and watched it over and over again. That ex- sure did not explode on the pad. That exploded in the ship. So why wait until they had landed in the capital? Oh, in space would have been much better. Yeah, blow in it up. In hyperspace. Blow it up while they're in hyperspace. <laughs> Maybe you'll get a cool breach in the hull, and that'll be it for them. Like, who knows? Why wait till they're on the pad? Yeah, it turns out it doesn't matter because Padme was in a fighter, which she could apparently fly, but still. Yeah. Then one bounty hunter hired another one. <laughs> he to, subcontracted this one. To blow her up, but they fucked that. So instead of just shooting her through the room full of windows, they release some millipedes? Yep. That droid could have had a laser. It has a laser, but it could have had a shooty, a gun laser on it and just shot her because it's just looking right at her the whole time. Uh Once it's got the hole in the window. (laughs) Just point your little nozzle in there and shoot her. Hey, just put some dioxysin in there. Do fucking something. But they release two millipedes? And then the Jedi bolt after this drone. They chase that drone. They both yeah. leave. No one is there. At which there. point she is entirely unprotected. No one is there to finish the job when they completely abandon their post. And then... Yeah. Sam Wessel should have taken her speeder right through that window and just <laughs> done it. Just done the thing. Then they shoot the other bounty hunter with a toxic dart. But, like, why not shoot the Jedi? They didn't uh-huh. see it coming. You were behind them. You could have just shot them with the poison darts. Uh-huh. <sighs> Uh huh. Why at no point during the writing of this scene did anybody go? There's something wrong here. I don't know what it is. Let's like let's break it down and figure out why this doesn't work. They all just went. This is great. We wrote such a great sequence. Well, you say we all, but there's no writers' room on this one. Is it just a pure George joint? Lucas has a co-writer on this movie, but this did not. This was not in the room. This didn't go through the room. I just. All right, how about this? Nothing about the Jedi plan makes any sense. Okay. Send her into hiding on her home planet, right, where no, no one would ever look for her. Well, that's Star Wars logic. And if and if you're worried about Anakin's state of mind, which you all keep saying you are, just send him off with this lady alone that he's obviously, like, crazy about. And I mean the word crazy in this case. He's actually insane about her. Uh, he's a real powerful Jedi, for sure. But how about you send five of them scrubs you take to Geonosis later instead? <laughs> yeah, the bad actors. Leave, send them. Leave Anakin here. Send the uh, karate kick guys with her. <laughs> they probably don't want to fuck her. They probably are bought in on Jedi Abstin. Exactly right. Then they take a random transport home and she wears some hella ornate gear. Uh-huh. So, like, are they even hiding? Then he just takes her out into the open over and over again. Not only that, but they're like, they're on this refugee ship. They're in the big communal dining area. They send their servant robot up to get food for them. Mm-hmm. The guy, the robot that's serving the food says, no droids. 
and no one blinks. No one's like, hey, yeah, why is there an astromech droid here taking food to the woman in the fancy dress? Yep. Who just came from the capital. Uh, okay, and then he takes her out of the open over and over again. Then he takes her to another planet. And I guess at that point, we're just supposed to be like, whatever. Like, they're all... She's all in. It doesn't matter, right? She's She wants to take all these risks. But everything up to that is like, what's the plan? Why is there... Who's doing the planning? There definitely is never a moment where they stop and go over the plan. Nope. They just send them off. And then, by the way, Obi-Wan and the other guy are both like, this is probably going to turn out bad. But no one does anything. <laughs> They yeah, just send them off. Uh, let's see. Yoda's CGI is quite bad in 2020. His mouth moves like a Dynasty Warriors game. It's, I mean, it's atrocious how bad the CGI Yoda is. And I know they got a scene later where he's got to do kickflips and all kinds of shit uh-huh. and do 920 backsides and all that stuff. Sure, sure, sure. And I know that the original Yoda puppet, like, rotted away, (laughs) and it already didn't look that good in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. But, like, hey, just make make 15 puppets until you find one that looks good. Yeah, because this was really... All the scenes where he's talking are bad. If if it's not credible, just give him a hat now. Just be like... (laughs) He wears a hat these days. in this movie, Mace Windu's not the head of the Jedi. Yoda is. They, they had another election, and he's wearing a special hat because he's the head. Of, just do something. But, like, when they saw the CG, they should have gone, oh. That's unfortunate. Oh, <laughs> That's no. really unfortunate. Oh, no. Uh, Anakin surfing on that cow was even worse. That mm-hmm. was like, I don't even know. That was like a Mario Paint animation. <laughs> where he just ah, kind of didn't have the good Mario Paint music. <laughs> no, <laughs> the way a very static Anakin just kind of moves around the screen, just kind of glides around the screen. He's supposed to be on top of this cow. Uh, it's, it's like Space Ghost Coast to Coast when they <laughs> picks up the phone and the phone is too big because of perspective. And the Camino uh, and Sea Pterodactyl is kind of bad too. Um, then I stopped taking notes on the CGI because it was all so bad. I think it got worse. Oh, it's bad when you, it's bad when you get to the clone troopers at the end of the armor. Isn't it it's worse? It's extremely bad there. Like yeah. we were talking about in the first movie, a lot of that pod race stuff kind of holds up. Yeah, the pod race stuff wasn't too bad. The fucking everything in this movie looks terrible. Like Watto's not too bad in the first movie. It somehow is a little bit better in the first movie. I know they redid Yoda, but like, <sighs> anyway. Um, I, the only effect I liked in the movie was those, the, the, I think you called them the Praxis mines or whatever yes. they were. Um, Seismic mines yes. was what they were called. The, the effect but. there with the noise and like the sound design in that was really good. Like that was the only effect in the whole movie I thought was decent. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense if you think about it for even a second. Nope. But, but that's fine. It looked cool. They're Star just, Wars has never been concerned with portraying space accurately to the point where in the eighth movie, they've got those fucking B, B-24s. Yes, that drop the bombs that down. Open a bomb bay and the bombs <laughs> drop down and you're like, look, that's just how it is in this movie now. <laughs> They're wearing like fucking leather aviator helmets and shit and you're like, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> uh, okay, the Chancellor. 
like I said earlier, there's no vote. Nah. Jar Jar just says it, and then the Chancellor goes, I accept, and then everyone goes, cool. Why did... The- no, one, no one even says, Jar Jar's not the senator from Naboo. <laughs> no, no one says that. No one says anything. Hey, this is entirely extra legal, huh? But then what's the whole point of the movie? Because Padme was supposed to be going there for that big vote. But like, yeah, well, she couldn't because of that assassin. Yeah, but then there's no vote. Oh, well, she was voting against the Military Creation Act. Yeah, but there's so... no vote is held. Oh, yeah, well, once he's got the emergency powers, they don't <laughs> yeah. need to vote. Yeah. It's just like, it doesn't even matter anymore. <sighs> the music works. The music still Listen, works. We're like, we're like two weeks away from Trump naming Himself, <laughs> yeah, I understand. Self emergency powers. <laughs> yeah. So I, I get it for sure. But but I would hope there. I hope when that happens, when I hope when that happens, there will be an outcry. In this movie, everyone just went. I like it. I think it's good. She was the guy. Um. Uh, the music still kind of works. The music's still good, but I guess I can say like the framework of the story isn't bad. Like the idea of this film is that they hand over dictatorial powers to the enemy on purpose and celebrate the creation of a powerful army that they'll come to regret. Like that's supposed to be the takeaway that if you put that just as like the description, that portion of the trilogy sounds good, but they do every part of it wrong. It's just done entirely wrong. Like if a writing was a separate component in our algorithm, I would give it a zero. I'd give writing a zero. Um, 60 of the 140 minutes in this movie are devoted to a teenage love story. So that ain't good. And again, but written by someone who doesn't even have a clue. What is romance? I don't know. It's scary. It's scaring me and I'm writing it and I'm just going to write down how scared I am. And that's going to be my dialogue. I gave it a one. It's a one in execution for me. <sighs> Fuck, we're still... That's as far as we've gotten in this. Okay. <laughs> um, what about this you? Is our, this is our fifth sortie. Yeah. In this project. So I fully accept that there are no Star Wars movies with good dialogue. Yes. Oh, yeah, if it wasn't going to be any of the first three movies, it's it's over. Yeah. But no one talks like a human in this one, even by Star Wars standards. No. The only remotely likable character is Obi-Wan. He's borderline. Yeah. And I think it's just because Ewan McGregor is a little bit charming. Yeah. I think that's it. Well, certainly nobody else in this movie even tries to be charming. I just can we talk again? We talked about it a little bit last movie. You hire Samuel L. Jackson uh-huh. to play the most powerful Jedi or whatever. Uh-huh. And he gives the least charismatic performance a human being can deliver. This movie was not this is the wrong role for him. If this is what this character is supposed to like he makes a he mean mugs Django Fett and cuts his whole head off. <laughs> That's 5 seconds of the movie. Yep. Yeah, if that was him the whole time, if that was him for these last two movies, that'd be different. But no. This movie's at least half an hour too long. Mm. Here are some cuts I propose. Cool. Anakin's picnic. Yes, please. Anakin meets Owen Lars, a person with whom he will never interact again. Don't, yeah, don't care about that. 
we don't need to know that Klieg Lars. It's fine. Whatever. We could have we could have made the connection. It's in the same house where we see Luke later. Yeah. The Harryhausen monster fight. The whole thing can go. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the ridiculously long factory scene. The platformer needs to go. Yeah. The plot, I will say this, is reasonably tight focused. Aside from the one scene where Mace Windu and Yoda argue about the big Jedi secret, everyone is always either dealing with the clone army or protecting Padme. Yeah. There's really just two plots in this movie. Um, the soundtrack is good, as usual. Yes. Yoda and the clones look like PlayStation 2 cutscenes. <laughs> They're so bad. It's really bad. Uh... It's a real mess of a movie. I gave it a two. Okay. All right. Um, what I think has been Star Wars' strength so far is world building. What, what did you think of the work done here? Uh, there's quite a bit of it. Okay. So let's let's go into some of these in a little bit of detail. The Republic mm-hmm. has survived for a, a thousand years or maybe a thousand generations. They've said both. Yeah. With no army. Yeah. There's no army. Yeah, this it does bring some things into question. How does the Empire, or the sorry, the Republic has worked so well that they've only ever needed the Jedi, it sounds like, to keep the peace. Yeah. As far as we know, the legislature is unicameral. Yeah. But everyone seems to acknowledge Jar Jar Binks as Representative Binks. <laughs> and Padme can just name her to take his place, name him to take her place, so... Is this how they deal with, like, senators? Maybe it's a holdover from the fucking early days when space travel was slower. So if a senator, the Senate got recalled, it took two weeks or something. Yeah. But, like, she, apparently you can just name a representative to uh, to take your place in the Senate. Yep. Uh, the dark side, like you said, it's hinted at vaguely in the first movie, but it's pretty clear that... Yoda and the Jedi are hamstrung by something that's happening here. Some kind of like cosmic jamming signal or something. Yeah. Like certain very strong events seem to get through um, Anakin's dreams, mm-hmm. assuming that, that those are not caused by Palpatine in some way or manipulated by Palpatine in some way. Right. And also when Anakin snaps, Yoda can feel all of that. Right. But yeah, they're they're pretty much blind. Um, senators from Naboo are appointed by the elected queen. Yes, they're not directly elected. No, uh, we've got saber darts and seismic charges, the techno union, the banking clan. <laughs> yeah, these definitely oh. sound like some fucking third rate ideas for yeah. powers that can join Count Dooku. <laughs> well, we already have the Trade Federation. What if we had like <laughs> the uh, like the banking cl- clan? <laughs> yep. Mm, um, uh, hollow transmitter relays, code words. Charlie Chaplin style factories, the Death Star plans, um, make an appearance this early. The never ending saga of the Death Star plans. We've got the two different kinds of disposable soldiers here. We've got the clones and the droids. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, you notice that there's no like conscription. Neither one of these armies that are being fil- fielded in this puppet war are made up of people with full rights. No, I mean like on Geonosis, there's that big battle, and lots of the the Geonosians, Geonosians, whatever they're called, are involved. But it's because they're there. Yeah, that's not yeah. no one. No one is planning for that to be a part of this war, right? Uh. We have uh, Yoda begat Dooku, begat Qui-Gon, begat Obi-Wan, begat Anakin and Luke. So we have the whole... This whole saga is made up of Jedi who were directly trained by other Jedi that we know. And who... Dooku was Yoda's... We learned that Dooku was Yoda's Padawan and Qui-Gon was Dooku's Padawan in this movie. Yes. And like the whole line down, they're either a bunch of morons or they're evil evil inside. (laughs) Yeah, like the best you could say about this is uh Obi-Wan was a big liar. <laughs> That's right. He's he's he the winner. smelling the best and he's a big liar. <laughs> yeah. Yoda uh it is clear, a big failure. He's real big failure. He's really bad. Like it's really so disappointing. Again, like I said last time we did this. If you spent since 1977 or whatever imagining how cool it would be to go back and revisit the old Jedi, and this is what you're given, you must be like, man, fuck Star Wars. <laughs> you fucking ruined my childhood. Today I watched this film and you ruined my childhood. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of other little stuff. Like, uh, Padme wasn't the youngest queen ever elected to Naboo. Yeah. Apparently they just elect children. She was part of a legislative youth uh, program mm-hmm. that had apparently had a lot of uh, swimming and sunbathing. And you have to imagine fingering. Yep. A lot of teen romance, which, as you say, uh-huh. is knuckle deep. <laughs> I mean, it just had to, like when she's telling him about this story. She's like, we used to swim out to that rock every day. And then lay out on the sand and let the sun dry us. And I'm like, yeah, that's not where it ended. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I did see that our motto on the... Um, th- on there, the- were no, there was no adult supervision. They did not let you to sw- swim two miles out to that rock. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that our motto on the, on the pod show is still shorts to the nips. And I wonder if we should change it to teenage romance is only knuckle deep. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we already have an explicit tag. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, you know, again, there's a bunch of little stuff, uh, cloning and, and I don't know, who, like, who, who can say, who, who knows what's up with the Jedi archives, who knows what's up with Master Sifo-Dyas, but I gave it a seven for world building because you actually learn quite a bit about the structure of the old Republic here. Yeah, um, some things I can add. Several thousand systems are breaking away from the Republic. Like, yep, we already knew it was big, but like, that's a fucking lot. Yeah, I mean, it explains the Senate mm-hmm. chamber, where they all just hover around in little pods and shit. Maybe they just fucking voted silently by pushing buttons on their device because it's maybe they don't even call for a vote because it takes too fucking long now. And this movie is so long, and they can't get into so much stuff that would be good to know. Like, how did Count Dooku come to lead the resistance? Mm-hmm. Does anyone know? I, I, they don't say. He just does. You, you fucking straight up don't find out until the next movie that he is Darth Tyrell. Like we mm-hmm. know he's hanging around with Jango Fett, and we know that Jango Fett was hired by a man named Tyrannus. Uh huh. And then we know that in the end he goes and meets his master uh, Sidious. So like you can yeah. assume he is one of these fuckers. But yes, technically we don't find out until movie three that he is. Yeah. 
Darth Tyrannus. Um, like you said, <laughs> the Jedi say that because he was once a Jedi and now a political idealist, he can't possibly like plant a bomb. Yep, it's kind of crazy. Or just like hire a guy to plant a bomb. Yeah. Or just say, "Well, no one rid me of this meddlesome senator," <laughs> and let it deal with itself. Uh, the Jedi say they think the bomb was placed by some disgruntled spice miners on the moons of Naboo. <laughs> Listen, I fully believe that the political situation on Naboo is fucked. Oh, it seems terrible. Uh, it seems like a very decadent place. She's got all these decoys. They fucking... Uh, I the Gungans were yeah. definitely second-class citizens previously. <laughs> exiled to live under the oceans and shit. Uh-huh. Um, but why do they think that, though? Because I would like to understand that. Yeah, how did they come to that conclusion? Would uh, be a real good question that someone could have, but didn't ask. Yeah. So, by the way, lots of times in these first two movies, they've had to just eat the shit that they said later on. <laughs> no one even bothers to say, oh, I guess it wasn't those spice miners. No. <laughs> no one talks about it. Uh, no, no one is... Uh, there There are no retrospectives or debriefs, and no one is critical of any decision-making. <laughs> you know, the worst is Obi-Wan is sarcastic when Anakin shows up. Yes. At the... At the death arena. Yeah, that's true. That's the only browbeating anybody gets in this fucking movie. Um, we get some good looks at Coruscant, like you said earlier. It looks like it's straight out of Blade Runner. I, I can only imagine he really liked how cool Blade Runner looked. I, he must have, yeah. I mean, they got like hover hot rods and convertibles. It's um, along with the diner and the bar and the death sticks. Like, why does the galaxy far, far away have to look so much like familiar things someone must have told him or he decided that american graffiti was a pretty good movie and he's been chasing that dragon ever since <laughs> yeah uh you pointed out earlier the bounty hunter's some kind of shapeshifter i don't know um it doesn't matter it does not matter at all for this plot yeah you can dismember somebody in a crowded bar and then just say jedi business go back to your drinks go back to your d well you have to spit it at them <laughs> yeah yeah like real like <laughs> you guys are below trash Go back to your drinks. What the? What was that? It was like a weird. Like they were both playing bad cop. Um, there are old school American diners. We already talked about that. They run by whatever the hell a Dexter Jetster is. Um, Obi Wan says he doesn't. He doesn't think droids can think. Yeah. He says well, that's something like, well, "Wouldn't we? Wouldn't we be in trouble if droids could think?" Or I don't remember what exactly how he phrases it, but that's what he thinks of them. Also, he doesn't remember owning any droids. Um, I don't seem to recall ever owning a droid. He's got he's got R four throughout this whole fucking movie. By by the way, how how weaselly is the phrase? I don't seem to recall. <laughs> don't see, well, that's what he's like. That's him. That's his whole personality in a nutshell. I'm gonna tell a lie, but I'm gonna say it like I, I don't I don't I don't recall. I gotta leave myself some room. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So that when Luke, I have to backtrack later. So if Luke calls me on it next movie, I can go. Well, yeah, yeah from a certain point of view i think i think if you recall i said i seem i don't seem to recall <laughs> my exact words it must have appeared to you as though i don't remember owning it in fact i but did. i didn't say i that. had several droids including my friend r4 who i call by name in this movie <laughs> uh everything about the planet camino and all their cloning and everything um even by the way this is where anakin has picked up the uh I would say we have a mandate to love. 
He's already learned it. Reasoning. From his... He's this is from Obi Wan. <laughs> uh, on Camino, the fucking prime minister is straight heavily involved in this action. Yeah. Well. This must have been a pretty big order. I was going to say, is this like their biggest contract? This is their fucking Apple or whatever that got to satisfy yeah, Apple. Probably. Um, they got growth acceleration, combat training, and education. All kinds of shit for these clones. So they got it all. We don't teach them math, though. That's, I mean, we teach them how to add, but we don't teach them. <laughs> yeah, they don't learn like These that. guys don't know algebra. I don't. Don't, don't ask them to like... We, we have a select few that we train to do artillery, and that's it. Like... Um, they talk about how they've like bred out their independence and how they're totally fucking malleable or whatever and then they show one of them giving a real dirty look in the cafeteria and I thought what the fuck was that yeah what's the point of this what's this scene for um anyway uh if you want any kind of opinion about whether the uh about the morality of us using a slave army you have to go to clone wars that's the only place it comes up <laughs> yep uh and even then most of the characters don't give a shit no i mean it is you spend so much more time with them obviously that i think that's that's where most of it comes from is the fact that you yeah. have, see so many episodes where they're involved in the storylines and everything and you come to know the characters um Let's see. Uh, the exact line was attachment and possession are forbidden amongst the Jedi, but not compassion. That's that's the big lie that Anakin uses. Yeah. Uh, uh, Naboo's queen can only serve two terms. Um, everything about Sifo-Dyas that doesn't go anywhere. Again, using the code word old folks home. Um uh, Council of Doom. We already talked about them. Banking clan and the Techno Union Army. Uh, I liked the handle on Dooku's saber. He had a cool, different saber handle. Yeah, it's got a little curve on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, uh, it was originally designed for another character who's not did not make the final movie, but uh, it makes it look like a fencing grip, which has that same sort of profile mm-hmm. so it makes sense given his sort of aristocratic style of swordplay his christopher lee style of swordplay that's correct yeah i'm glad they didn't force another character into this movie <laughs> yeah they did not the, we already don't need zam wessel that's what I'm so saying. i'm glad they i'm glad whoever that sword was designed for didn't get it because they don't need to be in this the queen of naboo has too many lines oh yeah it's crazy i was like this lady's not important i remember she is not important she's not even queen next movie God, is she not? I don't even remember. Nah, there's another queen. Oh, man. Why do we care? We don't. Yeah, okay. Um, hey, I gave it an eight in world building. I think we only see her for Padme's funeral spoiler alert. Oh, man. I didn't remember that at all. I'm going to have to pay attention. You're as high as an eight. Yep. Um, what about for characterization, though? I am a little bit less rosy on that one. I gave it a three. Um, okay. Uh, Padme is now senator. She's invested in defeating the Army Creation Act for some reason. I guess she thinks it'll... It, she seems to think it'll push the current dispute into a civil war. Now, we do get that civil war. I have no idea if it's because of the clone army or not. <laughs> they were about to massacre 50 Jedi or whatever, so... It does end up a civil war, yeah. Yeah. 
she claims to be uncomfortable with Anakin's creepy staring, but she does get very raw with him. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. Just like the first movie, she spends a lot of this film in action and combat. Um, so I guess that's consistent. Anakin is... I, she definitely assumes that they can handle whatever's going on on Geonosis. She goes with him to Tatooine. I think she has become, maybe you said it earlier, overconfident. Because <laughs> her plan to retake the capital was correct. It did work out. That's right. Uh, Anakin is so nervous. I mean, listen, if you're her age and you have you did two terms as queen and now you're the senator... Oh, you're ruined. Like, there's not enough time in there for you to have had things go badly wrong. Like, things have pretty much only gone right for you, so how are you not going to be overconfident? Yeah, but, you're yeah. ruined as a person, I'm sure, if you're, if you're her. Uh, anyway, Anakin is so nervous in this first scene that Obi-Wan consents it um, and gives him shit about it. But it's clear that those two are old, dear friends. We are told. <laughs> they fucking hate each other in this movie. We are, we are told. We are shown something else. Uh, Anakin is really combative and moody. That's the hormones again. Um, he thinks whining and sounding like you're about to cry is the surest way to win a lady's heart. He also keeps dreaming about his mom and eventually gives up his protection mission to go save her. But then he refuses to do the same for Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah. But Obi-Wan's oh, in trouble. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, he is uh, still dealing with the thing that just happened. I get it. But he's like, it didn't go that good for him. Who does he care about more than Padme? I guess his mom, because he's supposed to be protecting Padme. And he does say, look, I'm sorry, I got to go. Like, I got to go save my mom. And then he, he, you know, she's dead or whatever. And they're just waiting. Like, he's just going to be protecting Padme again. And Obi-Wan's in trouble. And Padme's like, we should go save him. And he's like, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I see where, I see where Obi-Wan falls on the uh, fucking hierarchy here. Yeah, he's like, huh? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. He'll be okay. Um, let's see. He gets his arm chopped off, gets married, whatever. Uh, Jar Jar travels with Padme in some official capacity, but it's not clear what it is. And then she taps him to be her proxy or whatever while she's going into hiding. And then he does the emergency powers thing because he's not smart. He's a real rube. Yep. Um, what's kind of crazy is that in the however many years it's been, 10 years, I don't know, um, they didn't find anyone better to come from the Gungans to help in any <laughs> official capacity. There's no one. It's a, it's a good point. What about uh, anybody? Captain Tarples. That guy seemed like he was basically second in command. I trust that guy. And also, he seemed much more... Uh, you know, capable. I trust that guy, even though when Boss Nass was clearly getting his mind worked over, he didn't do anything. Yeah, that was not his <laughs> finest hour, for sure. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Obi-Wan says Padme's a politician and she's not to be trusted. Obi-Wan hates flying, he says. He's racist against droids. You know, in a way, he does a lot of stuff in this movie, but the story is not about him at all. And it wasn't about him last movie either. I guess movie three's about him. Well. But, like... We'll find out. 
in these first two movies, even though in this one he does, he carries a lot of the action, but it's never really clear where he fits into the story in terms of like what's in it for him or what's, what's the danger to him other than getting stabbed or whatever. No, his big scene is when he's in the torture field and Duke mm-hmm. is trying to convince him to join him and he just doesn't care. He doesn't think about it or seem to listen to what Duke is saying at all. Or so. even try to get some info like nah. maybe go along with it to hear more about this Darth Sidious. Like, yeah, I would want to know, even if it's a lie, I want to hear, let me hear the lie. That's right. By the way, yo, I was watching the latest Running Man. I hate Uh to bring up Running Man in this, but at one point, Kwong Su is telling a very obvious lie and Jaysook shuts him down. And John Cook. Are you mad that you didn't get to hear the, okay, go ahead. John Cook gets very mad and says that he should have let him tell the whole lie. Because they all knew he was lying. They just, it would have been interesting to see what he said. And maybe it could have helped them figure out the rest of the game. Because the game's Uh like half over at that point. That's what, like, in this scene, he should have just been going along with it and going, well, maybe I could be convinced what's in it for me, you know? Try to figure out what the deal is instead of just going, never! That could never happen! I don't believe you! Until Dooku leaves the room. Or, like, I guess at this point, you probably no longer believe that he is a political idealist at a four point. Wouldn't you want to hear what convinced him? Yeah. I I, get, I don't know. I think I would be interested in knowing what was up. But, again, overconfidence. He just goes, fuck you, I'm, I'm a Jedi. You can't, uh, we'll win the day, and that's it. Uh, anyway, uh, you said he was the only one who comes out looking good. I just named a bunch of things about him that sucked. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't worry. I've got a couple, too. I said he was borderline. <laughs> right, borderline. Yoda maybe runs the Jedi Order. I don't know. It's not clear. Um, but how cool for these kids that they have access to him as their kindergarten teacher. Yeah, it's cool. I just wish that he was doing something cool with them and not the fucking remote drill that... <sighs> that Obi-Wan whipped up on the Millennium Falcon so he could teach Luke at least a little bit of Jedi shit before they got to Alderaan. <laughs> yep. Uh, George is a dummy and just decided, well, that's, uh, clearly that's what they always do. That's their standard training method. Um, But that is his version. That's Yoda's version of turning on a movie, right? Everybody put your blast shields down. <laughs> We're bringing out the drones, and then he just like looks at his phone while they're doing they're, that. They're too young to know that he had too many drinks last night, <laughs> That's and right. he just like just kind of needs to put his head down. Master Yoda always wears dark sunglasses to class. <laughs> um, fucking Yoda, you're sitting, you're sitting across the desk from the Sith. You're sitting six feet from the Sith Lord. Like, yeah. come on, man! I know he's got the cosmic jammer, but like, you, there's nothing. You don't. He doesn't feel anything when he's in the room with the guy. Yeah. Uh, listen, it's absolutely clear how why Palpatine becomes the Emperor because he's a hundred times better. He's so much better than Yoda. I don't know if it's that his powers are a hundred times better or he's just a hundred times smarter, but like, it's not close. There is the no. The only thing he can't do is beat Mace Windu in a lightsaber fight, and it doesn't. I'm not he sure. He gets three of them. He gets three of them for sure. I'm not sure he can't beat him. I still think it's possible he's supposed to be letting Anakin do it for him. To turn him. To, like, really turn him. Well, we'll, we'll relitigate that yeah. after we've watched the scene again. I mean, he does 
take a face full of lightning, and that's a he does eat a shitload of lightning for a, that. It's a big cost given what he looks like afterward, but um, let's see. Uh, Yoda leads the clone army in the end. I don't know uh-huh. if anyone told him to do that. Like, yeah, <laughs> was he given that assignment by Palpy, or did he just go in charge? I am now. These cloners definitely established an entire hierarchy. There's like Captain Rex and Commander Cody and so on. Mm-hmm. But um, Yoda did definitely go in there and say, and the Generalissimo I am. <laughs> it's like he showed up at Camino and they went, ah, oh, we've been expecting you. And then he was smarter than um, than Obi-Wan. And he's like, yes, Master Sifo-Dyas I am. <laughs> you remember me, you must. <laughs> he just mind tricks him. <laughs> And so they went, oh, good, finally you're back. Here's your cool army. Um, Watto is uh, real happy to see Anakin, but he did sell his mom, and that's a tough look. It ain't great. He also kind of doesn't want to give Anakin his mom's new address. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably, it's bad for business, you know? Yeah, he starts giving. When out you his sell customers. people, you don't give away the buyer's address. <laughs> That's, That's right. rule, kind of rule one about selling yeah, people. We're talking about ethics here, like this is important. Um, again, if you just like looked at the beats of the story, it would be like kind of average. But I had to hear all of the bad dialogue that everyone said in the movie, and so it's only the three for me. Um. This is the real weakness of this movie. Okay. I know that I gave execution a two, but this is the real weakness <laughs> of this movie. Okay. Anakin was like a good kid He's, in the last one. He was a little arrogant already, but like hard not to be when you're some kind of super midichlorian genius around all these other he, dumb kids. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he and too and also too many yippies and bad huddies too. Yes. But like he took these strangers into his home yeah. when there was a sandstorm coming. He risked his life in the pod races. To be fair, he loved pod racing. Yes, a part of that is he loved uh, pod racing, but he did tell his them. mom that, that she always said the yeah. worst thing about the universe was that people don't help each other, etc. Right. Anyway, now he's a sullen brooding, constantly complaining about fairness <laughs> egomaniac, and no attempt is made to explain what happened to that good oh, kid from 10 years ago? I hope they have enough awareness that they know we're going to figure out that it's because all of the Jedi suck. Yeah. And he's just been spending time with them and only them, and they're all terrible. And so he has turned out terribly. Uh, Obi-Wan's position on discipline makes no sense. He's like a constant low-grade nag about don't lose your lightsaber. <laughs> Nice rescue, et cetera, et cetera. But he lets he lets Anakin go wild about Padme in the first twenty minutes of this movie. Yeah. Uh he's just just not an effective teacher at all. No. He's also too dumb to figure out the world's easiest riddle about this missing planet. <laughs> I know. Like there's some scenes in between the archive and when he goes to Master Yoda and it's like Going to Yoda about this one is a bad look. It's like if I something went so bad at my job that I had to go to the CEO. Yeah. I got this like, problem. You know he spent 
a lot of time thinking about it. And Yoda fucking turns it around on him and makes a little kid answer it for him. Yeah. And he he has done some research that we don't see. Because when he shows up, he says, all the stars in this region are attracted to this point. <laughs> but there's no planet in the archives. Dude, 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 he's pulling a real fucking Riker here. When Pulaski goes, um, okay, so you know how, um, how earlier we were down on that planet and neither of us can remember what happened? And you remember how we had just told those cloners that they couldn't have our DNA and they weren't very happy about it. You remember that, right? Well, I just scanned you and you're missing. They took some They took some DNA from you. You're missing some. They took it from you. And Riker strokes his beard and goes, meaning? <laughs> and he just went, oh my God, they wrote that. They wrote him to say it. That is the level of fucking intuition that uh that obi-wan is working on right here he's got it all worked out but he's still stroking his beard and can't figure it out he just needs a five-year-old to connect the (laughs) fucking dots um yoda has been reading a bunch of tom clancy shit because he is way gung-ho about riding in these drop ships and forming Uh perimeters going to the forward command center (laughs) yep it's so hard to imagine empire yoda fucking with any of this yeah they do Judge like, me by my size, do you? <laughs> I once led a whole army. <laughs> it's, it does seem like they were written by two different people. Yeah. Uh, Dooku has pretty good menace, but he shows up too late and does too little to be effective. Yeah, he has to do the same thing everyone does. Stand still while the CGI happens. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, Padme's like a weird cipher with no internal life. So whatever she says she's feeling now, you just have to take her word. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, for somebody who was in the legislative legislative youth program and has been a queen and a senator, she sure doesn't have any good anti-dictatorship arguments to make to this idiot child who really got into Atlas Shrugged. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's when he starts going, she's just like, it sounds like you're describing a dictatorship. And he's like, well, maybe I am. And then she's like, um, that seems bad though until he right. pretends it okay. was a joke alright <laughs> I don't really have an argument I guess Yep. I guess you won uh, uh, and Mace Windu cuts a dude's head off and as far as I can tell that's his only personality in this one you like him a little bit because he's at least the one who wants to tell the senate that they can't do shit anymore Yep. but well, look, it must be a lot to live with. with he goes along with Yoda's gag order so Imagine how many times somebody says to him or Yoda or both of them, well, you guys will figure it out. You're the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy. And he just <laughs> yeah. has to go, yeah, no, I, yep, I'm going to figure it out for sure. I, believe me, we got this one. <laughs> trust trust in the force. <laughs> we got this one totally figured out, and you don't have to worry about it because I'm Mace Windu. The, I'm powerful. I got lots of powers, and they work. <laughs> um, I gave it a one. Okay. That's, I mean, look. There's no score that is so low that I would complain. Like, it's the movie is broken. It's a broken film. Uh, Quick ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yes. So (laughs) everybody go get another drink because now it's time for part two of the movie, of the podcast. The the, the movie length podcast. Quick hitters. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, do you like, Matthew, the massive chrome flying wing or no? I think it's okay. I'm all right with it. What about the sound the engines make? 
Oh, okay. So every single craft that they invested so much in sound design in these movies, every different craft in this entire franchise makes a different engine noise uh-huh. with a level of detail that uh, is totally unnecessary and shows that their priorities are fucked, fucked, totally fucked, <laughs> just fucked yeah. all the way. Because every yeah, single I, ship sounds different and the design is so <laughs> loving. But do you like that one or not? I'm not a fan of the noise itself, no. Okay. <laughs> no, it sounds like um, it sounds like the noise that your F-Zero craft makes when it goes into the pit lane. Ah, yeah, it kind of does. Um, even senators have body doubles, huh? That's right, she kept all the body doubles even though she's Still not queen. Still a couple of those. By the way, the new queen... Uh, I didn't look into it, but it seems like she's played by a woman of Indian descent, maybe. Yes, looked like it. And uh, her body doubles are also of Indian descent. So there you go. It, imagine that fucking casting call. <laughs> um, Palpatine refers to the Jedi. And this, I thought about this for about two or three minutes after I paused to take this note. Hmm. He refers to the Jedi using the honorific, your graces. Yeah. Which, he's the supreme chancellor. He's the supreme chancellor, and that's like, like I think in England, that's the uh, form of address for a duke or an archbishop. <laughs> okay, so real high up. Yeah, and I don't know if that's just Mace Windu and Yoda. Are they the two your graces? Is Obi Wan one? Boy, that seems unlikely, right? Yeah, it doesn't. He's not in the scene, so we don't. We don't know. Like, he can't be Anakin. He's just a lowly Padawan. But, like, I don't know. Do you address him by the courtesy title that you'd give a baronet or something? What's the? How does the work? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a really good question. And also, there's the part of it where he's clearly, he's got his game working on every level and their game's working on no levels. And he's even using flattery. Yeah. So, yes, whatever title they're supposed to have, he is addressing them by it. He's the Supreme Chancellor. How many trillions of sentient beings must be under his control? Like a lot of them. There's thousands of systems in this. Thousands have broken away. I don't know how many there are, but like... One person. At least thousands. One person is in charge. Yeah, but these two Jedis, he refers to as your grace. Yeah, that seems wild. Um, Hennigan is so wildly horny. And Obi-Wan is so gentle in his rebuke about it. This creep straight up said being around Padme is intoxicating. He says this to his boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is also kind of his dad. Yeah. Who is definitely for sure the guy who told him you're not allowed to be horny. Yep. But you can tell he didn't didn't explain it good, though. Obi-Wan's response to this is... uh, you can't trust politicians, though. I know. Not any of the other stuff. Just not her because she's a politician. I definitely no attempt to explain why the Jedi are forbidden from having attachments. But, like, it just he, he just lets him go so wild. I have sometimes thought if I had kids. Look, I wouldn't want to get into the sex stuff. Sure. <laughs> you know. But. There's a lot of stuff that needs correcting from the stuff that they'll get on the playground. And wouldn't yes. it be nice if you could <laughs> help them? I would like to think I would still do it. But it seems like Obi-Wan has taken the strategy of just kind of avoid it. Just avoid yeah. it. 
Definitely does not have any advice for how to get through these rough Jedi teenage years, for sure. No, and we find out in the Clone Wars that he's got all kinds of romance going on. So, oh, Obi Wan himself, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, maybe, maybe that's why. Um, and then I just wrote, man, these two chodes hate each other, huh? <laughs> yep, they are. Told, but told they're great friends, they act like they hate each other. Yeah, I listened to. I had headphones in on this movie. Uh-huh. Because uh, it was 106 degrees, so I was in a very loudly air-conditioned bedroom when I watched this. Yeah, like you walked into a fucking data center or something. Yeah. And the um, the sound of Anakin landing on his knees after the speeder crash made my butthole clench. <laughs> when he hit that ground, I was like, ooh! Yeah, again, that sound design. Uh, like you said, Jedi business, go back to your drinks. <sighs> is it possible to like a character in a movie once they've said it's not fair? <laughs> nope. No, again. Yo, Stone Cold Steve Austin was so cool. They kept trying to make him a bad guy and it wouldn't take. The crowd just loved him no matter what he did. The only way they could get it was when he, they made him start complaining about how things weren't fair. And the whole yep. crowd turned on him when he started showing up at every match, holding the belt and saying, my name is Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm the WWE champ and I do not deserve this. <laughs> Everyone hated his guts. And I thought, wow, that really works. That's all it takes is just have somebody be a real whiner about how things aren't fair to them. And that's now, exactly he, what happened in this. Was he the one who took Kurt Angle's Olympic gold medals? put it down the front of his singlet and then threw it in the river? <laughs> it could be. Uh, you know, those uh, rivalries were changing every other month. It might have been Chris yeah. Benoit. I don't remember. They had like yeah. a suplex battle for a long time. Who had the cooler suplex? That was the most interesting it got, I think. Uh, Natalie Portman has such a little girl voice for this role. Mm-hmm. It's like, you understand why she did the Queen Amidala voice? Because her natural voice... Chancellor Valorum. Chancellor Valorum. Yeah. I was going to say, so in the first movie, I didn't really like her performance that much. But I thought to myself, well, the character's young. The actress is still, like, fairly young. So, you know... Whatever, she'll figure it out. And her performance is much worse in this movie. <laughs> I haven't seen any of her well-regarded movies. I, I mean, is Black Swan really her only well-regarded movie as an adult? I know that the the, the movie where she's 13 and hanging out with that French hitman people like. Uh, yeah, the professional. Yeah, Um, I haven't even seen Black Swan, so I don't yeah. know. Okay. So, so for me... Then her best performance is the rap that she does in that Lonely <laughs> Island song. Right, yep. Where Andy Samberg sings, my dick is scared of you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's, yeah well, it's definitely uh, not this. This is not a good no, performance. Um, we are still, at this point in my notes, before they leave on the refugee ship, and cool. I have written, where's the scene where Obi-Wan asks... Give it to me straight. Are you already a Sith? Because Anakin is insane. <laughs> he really is. He's an unhinged maniac. Yeah. Yeah. When they showed the exterior of Dex's diner, uh, I heard Good Enough by Van Halen in my mind. <laughs> because that whole place belongs in Spaceballs. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, 
The I don't like sand scene seemed mm. like it was all ADR. Okay. So they definitely could have used cover shots and done a, another whole pass of it. <laughs> like someone should have taken it on themselves in the editing yeah. bay or whatever to be like, guys, we yeah. need to get some new dialogue right now. Call Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman back in and we'll, let's give them some normal stuff not about love to say in this scene. Maybe they can just talk about something else entirely. Just something different. Maybe they could talk about uh, uh, the bounty hunter assassin or whatever or yeah. maybe they can talk about um, what's going on in the Senate. You know, something topical. Can we, we can have him say, Obi-Wan cut off that bounty hunter's arm. I sure hope something like that never happens to me. <laughs> uh... At this point, I also wrote, is the take for this one going to be, if someone seems like a creep, trust that instinct? Yeah, that'd be good. She doesn't have that level of awareness. No. Hey, these idiots are hiding in a huge mansion with servants. Yeah. We don't see the servants a lot. I guess they're well-trained. But definitely, there is definitely someone else there who brings them dinner. We do see that person briefly. Yep. At one point she says, and this is verbatim, No, you listen. We live in a real world. Come back to it. (laughs) And you can bet delivered as wrong as could be delivered. A a line that was as bad as you could write. We live in a real world. An example of a real world. Come back to it. Also, she says... If you follow your thoughts to that, con- oh, sorry. If you follow your thoughts through to conclusion, it'll take us to a place we cannot go. It's <laughs> I told in you. a scene when her undercarriage is soaking wet. Yeah. Yes. She says, "If you follow your thoughts through to conclusion, it it'll take us to. If you follow your thoughts <laughs> through to conclusion, it'll take us to a place we cannot go. <laughs> Just like a real world." The dialogue in this is so bad that if Lucas hadn't written it on a fucking legal pad, the little red and blue underlines would tell him he had done bad. Yeah, he wasn't really computer literate, was he? He needed Grammarly. Um, that should be the example they use in their dumb ads before every YouTube video, too, by the way. If you it should be dialogue from Star Wars. It'll take us to a place we cannot go. <laughs> Everything's underlined. Yeah, I'm just saying Clippy would have caught this one. Yep. Hey, look, you know how I always say my problem with Aaron Sorkin is that it sounds like he's been trapped in a room writing screenplays his whole life and has never met another person? <laughs> Yo, this ain't Sorkin. Like, no. There, no one's going to mistake this for that. And I have lots of problems with that, but this, the writing is, I told you it's a zero. The writing's yeah. a zero. If we, If this show was more about TV and movie production, mm-hmm. if that was where we focused, like that... When we started this, the rubric uh, for the the uh, execution wasn't even TV production no. or movie production related. It's really it was just about execution about, of yes. the premise. But over time, we realized that we had so many basic critiques <laughs> yes. of the craft of making a film or a TV show that that's what that category has become. If this entire project was focused on that and we did have a writing category... This one would be a real bummer. It's it's one of the worst examples you can have of screenwriting. It's terrible in almost every way. I told the you f- offline, I stopped taking notes about all the bad dialogue because it would have just been 
Uh, yeah, I would have been, been writing the script verbatim. It would have been really like funny. I really, I really just wrote the clankers in here. Yep. Um, the exact thing, the exact code phrase that Obi Wan gives oh. is "Scramble Code Five to Coruscant, care of the old folks' home." <laughs> the old folks' home. Who's that for? Everyone on this planet knows he's a Jedi. Yeah. Why can't he just tell R four? Because R four is going to do whatever he needs to do. Right? Yeah, that's true. I guess he could say code five if he wants to specify a level of security or encryption. Yeah. Why does he need to keep it secret that he's calling the Jedi Council? Everyone here knows he's a Jedi. It's a good question. Uh, He must be chalking it up to the fact that he doesn't think droids can think. I guess so. He's got to tell them exactly what's up. Uh, Duel of the Fates, the big music from the Qui-Gon... Darth Maul Obi-Wan fight from the end of the last movie mm-hmm. plays while Anakin is on the way to the Tusken Raider village, which means a lot of it is playing over a scene where he in silhouette hits up some Jawas for information. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And there's no dialogue, right? So it's so like he gets on the thing and I'm like, oh, Duel of the Fates. Why would they be playing that here? <laughs> and then I'm just like watching him. Just talk go to about Jawas. his business. We don't hear him yeah. like, uh, guys, I don't maybe think... not the best music cue for that sequence. Hey guys, I think maybe you got it, the sequence mixed up. Yeah. You didn't get it right. This was supposed to be um, some real incidental music, like the music that when we see the outside of the Golden Girls home. That's <laughs> what you'd be playing right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, What were these Tusken Raiders doing with Shmi? I, I mean... She's like she's bound up in a standing position, and it looks like she's facing the the wall of this tent. And they've they've kept her alive for twenty six days. They've fed her for twenty six days. What are they whipping her for fun? I don't know. She's all cut up on the face and stuff. Like it's I it's hard to say, but it ain't good. Like everyone in the village is just like, uh, don't go in that hut. They're torturing a lady for like a month now. They're doing one of those six week tortures. Yeah, we got, got a ways to go here. I mean, unless her I, loved one shows up, she'll die then. So yeah, I'm just because I'm asking what their motivation is here. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, oh well, Lars will just tell you it's because they're inhuman monsters or whatever. Yeah, they they sure seem intelligent though, huh? Well, they're all dead now. Didn't he get every they one of them? Did he do a they dab? They, he, oh, he killed them all. Well, all in that village. <laughs> we know that many will survive to shake their rifles and. <laughs> Make honking noises at Luke later. That's true. We know they're not all gone. He can't go in there and go, no, you don't understand. I killed all of them. Uh, Padme really has pretty flexible moral standards, huh? With her reaction to him. His news about having wiped out the whole village. She's like, hey, you're going through a hard time, man. Yeah, made me think maybe Obi-Wan was right about politicians. (laughs) Yeah. Geonosis, it turns out, is less than a parsec from Tatooine. Yeah, they're close. Yeah, the Outer Rim is dense, huh? You'd think it would be less dense out there, but <laughs> both of these spots are real near Naboo. Yeah. And, yeah. Both inhabited and everything, so yeah. Jar Jar gets played like a fiddle on the first day of his Senate stint. Oh, that's going to go down in the books. I mean, maybe not. Who knows what what palpy will write in the history books but real loving scenes where we learn that all the monsters love palpatine 
<laughs> yep. Um, what's Dello fella gets really necessary? It feels like punching <laughs> down at Jar Jar yes. at this point. He's not even real, but I'm like, really? We're going to go, this is big, hey, this is a big speech for the Senate, and we're going to have him say, Dello Felicans. <laughs> it's because we know it's a racial caricature. So that's why it feels like it was an attack. It fucking Because sucks. of all the other stuff that now that character is is saddled with. So then if you make him do dumb shit, it's like, what the fuck are you saying? What are you saying, George? <sighs> George is problematic. Yeah. And I would not describe him as a problematic fave. No, <laughs> not a fave. Um, I'm not afraid to die. I've been dying a little bit each day since you came back into my life. You know, like when I was saying, don't look at me like that. Makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> she really did seem like it, too. Yeah. She say, she sounded genuine when she told him the first time that he was a creep. But that... I've been dying inside a little... Oh, man. Since you came back into my life. She delivers those lines so badly. And I, it's not even her, like, it's not all her fault because the lines are so bad. I don't even know how you deliver them well, but she doesn't. Her forever changed today is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> um, so much of this Geonosian architecture is clliteral. <laughs> I didn't notice, but I, you know, a lot of it's the time in, I'm not looking at the screen, so. All of the decoration in the arena is very... Very much like a clitoral hood. I was going to say very hooded. <laughs> it's extremely hooded. Sometimes multiple hoods. Uh, I don't want... I'm not going to go comment. back and look. Uh, don't. Don't, don't, don't. Don't ever watch this again. Uh, just no one paying attention as Padme picks the lock on her handcuffs, huh? These guys deserve to get blown up by clones. I- <laughs> I assumed, you know, my memory of it was that a Jedi power got them free. Like, it had to be a Jedi power. But she just, real casually, just picks the lock and gets out. She gets out first. Yeah, well, there is. they, They do a little inset shot where you can see her pull a bobby pin or whatever from her waistband. And then she's just working on that lock for four or five solid minutes. Yeah. And no one does anything about it. No. Even the movie isn't necessarily invested in it because they got to show us those cool monsters. Oh, also she drops uh, 18 feet directly onto her bonch, so <laughs> I don't know why that didn't injure her. Why doesn't she hit it and go, oh! <laughs> yeah. Just make like a horrible noise. Yeah, nothing, just nothing. It's just fine. Oh, and also she gets fucking clawed up and then just does a bunch of action shit for like 20 minutes yeah. after that. Yeah. <sighs> C-3PO makes a bunch of dumb puns while R2-D2's dragging his fucking head around about how he's beside himself when his head's next to his body and so on. But uh, oh, I guess I... after you guess after you saw a guy just get decapitated, maybe maybe the puns are supposed to be a palate cleanser. I didn't even mention all, all of the C-3PO stuff. Oh yeah, definitely not worth mentioning that his head gets put on a robot body and the robot head gets put on his body. This is all during that... Um... That interminable fucking factory scene, and then yeah. he comes out with the other soldiers in the during the first big dumb battle with the Jedi. That's, yeah, I was real glad I didn't have to write write up the factory scene description, but yeah, another reason that fucking part of the movie is so fucking long. Do you suppose it was shocking for anybody when these clone troopers turned up as the good guys? You mean anybody in real life? 
Yeah. But was watching the film? Oh, I mean, yeah, maybe. Because they look, they look, they're basically stormtroopers. Yeah. Those guys have always been bad. Mm-hmm. But they show up to the rescue at the end here. Oh, yeah. Yoda's leading them all around. It's an interesting idea. Yes. That's why I was saying the framework of the movie is actually okay if the description is a paragraph long. Yeah. It's just once they do anything, they do it They do it wrong. Because that is a good idea to, like, they all, on purpose, vote, or not vote, declare the powers to this guy <laughs> who is the bad guy. But, like, they all right. think they're doing the right thing or whatever. And, yes, the clone army that somebody ordered and they didn't even know about is the salvation in the end of this film but we all obviously know where that's going so like that stuff if you're gonna do a prequel that's actually not that bad it kind of shows how these things can happen and you can people with good intentions can lead straight to doom or whatever but like obviously it's it's not a good film the problem Uh, If you find yourself hiding the plans to the ultimate weapon trademark, Mm -hmm. you're the bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) You're saying he should have taken a beat right there? Yeah, this is for uh, Poggle the Lesser or whatever the name of the Geonosian leader is. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're the bad guy now. He should have gone, I'll hide the plans for the ultimate weapon and then gone, oh, wait a minute. Oh, hang on. I did uh, not like the way that sounded. Ultimate weapon, huh? Oof. Oof. Mm. <laughs> These clones are maybe too obedient. Unless Yoda briefed them on the way there and told them to follow Padme's orders. Because they sure do what she says, and how do they know who she is? Yeah, she's like wounded on the ground, and they run up to her, and they're like, are you alright? And then she starts barking out orders, and they go, yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, I can't just go up to some soldiers and give orders. <laughs> what it... All right. It don't work that way. What if you're wearing a half shirt? Come on, Judah I'm, in a half shirt telling some soldiers what to do. I guess it depends. Are they French? <laughs> um, I know this Yoda fight is supposed to rock nuts. Mm-hmm. But I hate it. I found it tedious. How come he didn't teach any of the other Jedis how to just catch Force Lightning with their hands? <laughs> Why didn't he teach Luke? He can both catch it and cast it. He should have taught Luke. Is that one of the things he was kept trying to teach Luke and Luke kept abandoning his lessons? Yeah, <laughs> he maybe. He just never got that to it. Be. I forget that Luke only spent three hours with him. Yeah. I mean, he learned how to do fucking handstands and pick up rocks and shit. That's pretty good for day one. They do three lightning things and then Count Dooku says, <laughs> "Yes, yes, it's, uh, clear. it's clear that this cannot be resolved by our knowledge of the Force, but with our <laughs> skill with lightsabers." That seems to me like that was a line he was hoping Yoda would buy, and Yoda does. And Yoda did one hundred percent did buy it. Uh-huh. And he was like, "Oh, good, the thing I'm secretly good at. Let's do that." <laughs> he wasn't like, "I don't know about that. I'm pretty good with the Force," and then just kept doing Force shit. Yeah, Yoda didn't say. Only beginning I am. And then do some cool force shit. Instead, he was like, "All right, time for my tiny lightsaber to come out." <laughs> that whole fight sucks. Um, did the Kaminoans build the troop ships and the tanks? Oh, it seems like they provided all that and artillery. Everything and gear. else. Sifo-Dyas must have paid them a lot of money. This is what I keep asking. Where does the money come from, and how can you keep that a secret? 
when those fucking destroyers start coming down in the atmosphere or whatever, you're like, A, it's cool. <laughs> and then, but like, B, the Republic didn't have an army, so. Yeah. Like, was it a weird, is it not a weird technicality where like, well, they didn't have a Navy, right? <laughs> because that would suck. That's a sucky technicality. Could be. Uh, well, look, we'll see like, in the next movie, they got like fucking battleships all over the place. So oh, I yeah, don't know, for do the sure. Kaminoans make those too? Who fucking knows? Hey, if not. Where did Yoda get him? I know, I know. If they if they weren't, well, I mean, where did he get him? Yep. Yeah, this is what I'm asking. How can you oh, keep? Where's this? all this material come from? Is what I'm saying. How can you keep it a secret? Where, where they're like, hey, where did 37 percent of the budget go? You know, the galactic budget, the whole thing. Where did it go? They're cloners <laughs> and also shipwrights. Yeah, it's a lot of things. There's a whole bunch of industries going on there. It's actually, it's very strange that no one knows where this planet is. <laughs> good stuff, too. They're like sob. Like that good. <laughs> oh, I uh, give best actor to Palpatine, worst actor to Jar Jar. Okay, that's fair. Let's have some quick hitters from you. Um, thankfully, I think I have, I think I have many fewer. Um, I learned playing Wing Commander never to go chasing the enemy and leave your escort unattended. But the no. Je- the Jedi didn't learn that. You'll end up flying alongside Redbird and Turtle <laughs> if you do that. Yep. Or just the colonel will yell at you when your sports get blown up, you know. Yeah. Um So have you? So oh, sorry, so have you grown more beautiful, I mean. For a senator, I mean. The fuck? Yeah. What? It's rough. How come everyone in the room doesn't go, you're not allowed to be in here anymore? This is authorized. They should have pointed at the sign that said authorized personnel only. <laughs> uh, Hayden Christensen sucks eggs in this film. Everything he says and does is wrong. The character sucks, obviously, but I'm talking about his performance. It's very bad. I honestly think that he was getting bad directorial notes because the... When he talks about how he killed all the women and the children and everything, that seems actually not that bad. And then it's just like, okay, so who told him to have this weird energy the whole rest of the movie? He, okay, when they said to him, give her like a real intense stare and she'll tell you how creepy it is. I think he read, do a real creepy stare and she'll tell you how creepy it is. Because the right. stare he gives her is a creeper's stare. Yes. It's not like he gives her a sexy, um, hot, young Hayden Christensen stare, and then the character is, like, lying to him and herself and being like, oh, that's grossing me out. No, no, no. His, 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 he's extremely creepy the whole time. His stare is horrifying. <laughs> I hated it. Um, I've seen lots of criticism, seen and read lots of criticism of this film, but I have never heard any answers from George. George, <laughs> George, why this outfit? Why is she in this outfit? Why is she sitting? Why is she this little? This one is her resisting temptation outfit. In the glow of the fireplace, just the two of them in like a love seat, and she's wearing. She's got her leather midriff on, and she's wearing her <sighs> dominatrix outfit, while this guy's doing his best serial killer act. Like, George, why does it work on her? George, are you listening? What the fuck happened? Uh, did George Lucas write that scene in Enterprise where Hoshi is in the creep's 
castle and she's like i'm gonna wear my little pajamas little nightgown yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, the creep is constantly creeping on me it won't stop creeping on me i'm just gonna go down and i'm gonna get a glass of water and my tiny little fucking pjs yep and again i'll say the same thing that i said in Mm -hmm. that one Natalie Portman is allowed to wear whatever she wants. Yes, but it does not why? make Hayden Christensen not creepy. But what is the thinking here? Mm-hmm. Why would a re- why would a rational person dress like this for this occasion? There's a lot of what the fuck happened, George moments. Um, Obi Wan seriously gets no rope burn from that grappling hook he swings on in the Camino scene. Nah, Jedi shit. It is a tiny little grappling hook. It must be digging into him. It's probably steel cables too, and you know the ridges. If if and they're getting damaged, there's probably a bunch of sharp wires coming off of it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, how does he still have his hands? How dumb is Jango Fett? Extremely. He flies straight to Geonosis, and I know later in the movie, Dooku just flies straight to Coruscant. But like, uh-huh. he leads Obi Wan straight to that place. And I know he thinks he killed him, but, like, why not take a few stops out of the way first on the way? He should know that Obi-Wan is very comfortable falling. He was watching that whole chase, I think. It's just... Um, the second time Shmi tried to get through I love you and failed, I laughed out loud. Mm-hmm. Her character actually tries to say the words two different times, but can't do it. They didn't even kill her on the first one. She starts to get through I Love You, stops halfway through, and then comes back for another round and fails again. (laughs) Yeah. George. Hey, George. What's going on? He can't not do every cliche. He's got to hit them all. He hit that one twice in one scene. Uh, Was Natalie Portman already shrinking at this age? (laughs) She looked even shorter in this movie than she did in the first one. And like... In the first one, she had, she had some tall actors around her. We know Liam Neeson's is sneaky we tall. We looked it up. Liam Neeson was like 6'4". Yeah. I, so, like, I know Hayden Christensen ain't a little boy anymore, but, like, she looked like a, like a little person next to him. Let me find out how tall she is. Uh, yeah, and let's keep in mind, whatever you find will be listed height. Yeah. Yeah, um, she lists 5'3". That don't make no sense. <laughs> there's, there's a 0% chance she's 5'3". No way. Um, I don't know. Hayden ta- Christensen comes in at exactly six feet tall listed, listed. size. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you if you say six feet, you ain't six feet. That's right. that's the that's the most obvious male listed height. Um uh, not only that, but it also means you know you're not gonna get away with it <laughs> if you list six dead. Yeah, like exactly. Six even. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We talked about all this other stuff. We're good. We're two. We're two hours and five minutes in. We're good. We're not good. No, no. We're very good. Don't you feel cleansed? Uh, this episode scored um thirty-two points. That's not so bad. I know most so, of that came in world building, but we have had a continual decline from the first episode that we've done. A New Hope was fifty-three. Yeah. Empire forty-two. Jedi thirty-eight. Phantom Menace thirty-six. This one's down to thirty-two. It feels like I we've been I really declining. feel like the next one's going to reverse the trend because how could it not? It well, it could do no world building. Yeah, because that's the only 15 one. of the 32 points were world building. Yeah. So that could be a letdown. I think the execution has to be better in the next movie. 
I think because there's so much Palpatine, the characterization probably has to be better too. But remember, there's a <laughs> CGI Vader that yells no. I do no! remember that. It's not CGI. Oh, wait, he's not CGI in that? That's Hayden Christensen in the suit. <sighs> the, so the rest of the room CGI, as always. Yes, the room is CGI. Okay. Yeah, sure. I always thought that was CGI him. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> no, dude. No. <sighs> but you're um, right. He does hit every cliche there possibly could be. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, Luke shouts no real bad when he finds out that he's his dad. I don't know if it was cliche in 77. Who knows? I mean, it was, surely it was less cliche. Or 79 uh, or 81, whenever the second one was. That's something going to be in a month. In a month, we'll watch Revenge of the Sith. We'll do this. If there's still any you know, any taste left in people's <laughs> mouths to continue the project, we'll move on to the Disney ones after that, I guess. I was just thinking, I'm curious now, when we get to episode nine, which one How will be bad worse? It'll seem? Nine yeah. or two? Which will be <laughs> the worst of the movies? I have not rewatched nine. Me neither. So we're eight eight months post uh-huh. nine at this point. Nine was a baffling experience. Yeah. Um, I should mention that we did get some notes oh. from our Scottish correspondent. It's been a while. Uh, Barry wrote, uh, hey, wanted to add in a few thoughts of episode two. I know people somehow don't like the Yoda fight at the end. Somehow. And there certainly is a big difference between Yoda's late 800s and his early 900s. Yeah. Um, I remember loving it in the cinema, at least, perhaps by just not engaging critical thinking. That would help. Uh, he says Christopher Lee was, as always, awesome. Well, he's also in The Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. Plays Bad Wizard? Yeah, he's the Bad Wizard. Um,. He uh, he says, I like all the references to things happening outside of the movies, falling into pits of gundarks, etc. Mm. With Dooku's backstory getting a lot of expansion in Clone Wars and novels, etc. Yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. In <laughs> other, yes, in other things. There's no room for it here. He's not in the next movie for very long either. Nope. Oh my god. There's pretty short appearances in both of these movies. Hey bro, remember how long the opening scene is in the next film? Uh, it's like half an hour. That's and a long uh, I think scene. you get to go first. Oh, that's time. true. Yeah, okay. All right. Uh I really enjoyed the Geonosian battle, though tempered slightly by Django's dispatch a bit too early. Oh, I'm sorry. Although wait, wait, wait. Is a- Which one of them? Which one of the Geonosian battles? The the factory <laughs> scene or the I, uh, the gladiator scene or the big war scene that happens after that? Well, we know which one Django dies in. Okay, all right. Uh, though he is a human against the Jedi's best fighter, who at least gets to move this time, he writes. He gets to take three steps, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, he says, I think Hayden does his best with a fairly awful script and Lucas's constant directing in the romance and anger scenes. There are lots of behind-the-scenes clips of Lucas giving Hayden Christensen line reads and telling him when he can like go look at a window and stuff. Fuck. Uh, when he kills the Tuscans and returns with the body of his mother, you see some genuinely good stuff. Uh, he says, finally, Ian McDermott also grows into his role and chews up every scene he's in. He thinks Lucas left him alone to act. Hope so. Obviously, he says, lots to complain about with some awful sand-based dialogue and really cringy romance ex- exercise. 
I'm not sure what he wrote there, but uh, he says, oh, no, it says excise that and maybe give the diner guy two arms. <laughs> and I think it's a good movie. 3.75 stars from me, he says. Uh, out of how the many extra stars? arms were not a problem in that scene. 3.75 out of how many? 100 out of 100 stars? <laughs> it's a good question. And let's not look into it. <laughs> Ah, boy. Well, uh, we'll be back in a month with that, but Mm. next week, it's back to that Star Trek grind. No, we're on the clock. Okay. We're going on the clock. There's no good news left in the world. (laughs) Nope. For next week, which is week 88, we are watching First Contact. Yeah, Riker's gonna dip it in. (laughs) Rules of engagement. Worf did a war crime. It's not as great. <laughs> the Omega Directive. Seven gonna find some stuff in space. All right, this isn't All really right. working. And United. I don't know which one that is. but uh, You forgot this was part two of a three-parter. Yeah, it's a continuation of last week's stuff. <sighs> All right. Uh, hopefully everybody has had a smooth transition to our new hosting provider. It will allow us not to panic if someone accidentally ats about the show. And also, <laughs> That's right. Oh, oh God, I, someone else downloaded it. Oh, God. I want to be 100% clear. I am still not proud of it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's, we're, this is not a great product. Uh, 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 you can, as usual, tweet us at BrotherDate. Write to us, brothers at BrotherDate.com. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple... And all the podcatchers that catch those pods. Yep. Go to brother8.com. Check out the Billy Joel bracket. Some interesting stuff going on in there. We'll get back to that in a few weeks. Um, I think that's it. Is, uh, do, you have any, do you have anything else? No, I just don't. Okay. I just don't have anything else in my whole life right now. Well, that's it then. Bye, everybody. Fucked we are. <laughs> Out of town we must go. <laughs> Blow over this all will. Zello, I have been browsing. <laughs> A small hut on Dagobah I have purchased. Please subscribe.